You're listening to the Max Level Podcast for February 26, 2018. For the definitive version of the show, be sure to listen through either iTunes or Google Play using your favorite podcast app of choice. On with the show. Hello and welcome to another edition of Max Level, a video game podcast found on Level Down Games every Monday. I'm Brian, joined as always by the self-proclaimed king of Long Island, Frank. Hey guys. Special shout out to Dance with the Dead for allowing us to use their music for the Max Level podcast. Everyone absolutely needs to go check these guys out and support their music. They can be found on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, pretty much everywhere. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. Before we get into the episode, we want to let you know the following is brought to you by Technisport Gaming Chairs. Are you in need of a new chair for your office, studio, or gaming space? Me too. Technisport is one of the leading manufacturers for gaming-related chairs. In fact, scholars have long debated the origins of the Pro Gamer series. The most common theory is that a mad scientist created the first prototype by crossing a racing car with a lazy boy. However, Gamers claim to have known these creatures for thousands of years, and some streamers insist that they have always existed right here in cyberspace. Go to technisportusa.com and use the offer code LDG. Stands for Level Down Games. Offer code LDG to save 10% when making a purchase. If you're interested in helping us out here at Level Down Games, all of our affiliate links can also be found in the YouTube description box in all of our videos, and in the descriptions for our podcasts on podcast services. We've got Technisport Gaming Chairs, Amazon, Origin PC, and Razer. Thanks in advance for all of the support. Last but not least, if you don't currently subscribe to our YouTube channel or other podcasts, we've got a lot of other great content out there that you may be interested in. Simply search Level Down Games on any podcast app of your choice to see a list of our shows, including Max Level, BG Mania, The Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling, and Revisiting the Classics. We also have a YouTube channel that sees at least one new video uploaded to it daily, and again, that can be found by searching for Level Down Games on YouTube. We'd love to see you around more often in our community, and we'd also love to hear from you too. If you want to contact the show, feel free to send an email to maxlevel at leveldowngames.com. You can send us video game related questions and we'll try to answer them to the best of our ability. Suggestions for Are You Afraid of the Dark and Kickstart My Heart, general thoughts on the latest happenings within the gaming landscape, or even questions specifically about myself or Frank. Any good questions received will most definitely be used in some form on the air during our shows. I feel like you lost power there while we were reading that. <laughs> Your lights went out. They shut no, you yes. down. They shut gotta you down. Them, gotta pay them bills. They shut you down. Uh, no, so before we get into what we've been playing over the past seven days, um, we, we have been discussing some, you know, moving forward with a little bit of changes as we get started into 2018. Obviously, 2018 now, it, it is two months. We're two, we're two months into the year. Um, and, and this is things that we've kind of been discussing since doing the Level Down Games Awards this past December. Obviously, we knew we were going to be make, making some changes going into 2018. Uh, I, I can finally say that I finally did order my capture card. So my, my, cap- <laughs> my capture card is on the way. My my new chair is on the way. I did order a chair as well. Nice. So uh, I was kind of trying to to time it to get those both at the same time because 
it would have sucked to have the capture card and have to sit in this chair that I do now six to eight hours a day, you know, playing games because this chair is not comfortable. I mean, I, I suffer in it enough while we record the shows, but well, thank, thankfully your new chair is made by TechniSport Gaming and it's it absolutely is. it's perfect. It's it, it is. I'll, I'll do a uh, I'll do an unboxing video of it when I do get it. I'll do I'll do a video on the chair itself because it, it is the chair that we you know, that uh, that we do that we do recommend here at Bubble Down Games. That's why we you know, that's why we affiliated with them. That's why we um, re, you know, do the ad read for them every single podcast or show that we do. Uh, I, I fully support these chairs, but uh, obviously now that I'm getting that, now that I'm getting the capture card, I will be on twitch.tv slash level down games at least four days a week, but I'm shooting for five days a week. I haven't finalized the actual days. I know for sure I won't be doing it on Wednesdays and Saturdays because those are the two days that we normally record our shows. But um, I, for the most part, every other day, I will be on there generally as much as possible. Uh, well, I can't say that because Saturday nights, Justin and I do uh, Dead by Daylight. So and, and we actually did it this past Friday night, too. So um, it was it was awesome, too. Yeah. So definitely um, even even if I don't stream in the mornings on Wednesdays and Saturdays, I still might show up there in the evenings just, you know, to do something else. So I'm definitely going to start streaming at Twitch a lot more often. Uh, I, I obviously when we started doing this, I wanted to I wanted to do Twitch and YouTube kind of half and half because I like both platforms and, and each one I feel have their have their strengths and weaknesses. So um, that'll be a thing moving forward. Hopefully after next week, you'll you'll definitely be able to start, you know, following us on Twitch. You'll see me there pretty much every day for the most part. So that'll be something to look out for. Um, but because of that, we're going to have to make a few changes. Um, you know, we had a lot of content throughout the week that we that we did. We filmed that we do. And I may not have enough time to do everything anymore. So we have been talking about maybe making a few changes to some of the shows that we do. Uh, Max Level, The Gorgeous Lads Are Wrestling, BG Mania, and Revisiting the Classics, nothing will change. Those are our our four main staple shows. Um, You know, Max Level, you'll still be able to find this every Monday here at Level Down Games on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. Max Level's not going anywhere. The format may change a little bit. Like, we may start incorporating a few things into the show that, uh, that we used to do outside of the show just to kind of still do them but not have them as separate things. So we may do that. You may start actually even seeing some review content in the in the podcast instead of outside of it. But um, that, that has not been finalized yet. Um, BG Mania, nothing's changing. We, we BG Mania, we love doing it. So uh, and, that, and that's such an easy show to do. It's so much fun to do. It's our most subscribed to show. So and please check that episode out this uh, Wednesday. Yeah. It's Radio Hour Eight. It is Volume Eight of Radio Hour, an eclectic mix of music. We got uh, we you know Frank and I did pick uh, five tracks each. There's a pick from Jessica, and we did get a fan submission. So um, the fans usually always come through at the end if we if we actually tell them we haven't gotten one yet. So that's not changing. Uh, revisiting the classics, our retro game podcast every Saturday. I mean, we just started that in January. We're not going to abandon that. I love doing it. It's allowing us to go back and play some of these games. It's allowing Frank to experience some of these games for the first time. It'll allow me to experience some games for the first time as we get later in 2018 when we start doing Pokemon games. But um, it, it's been so much fun. Like I, I've been having a blast going back and playing these retro games. You know, we're currently playing through Final Fantasy V right now. So that show's not changing. Um, and, and that show, so if we do it right, the show is only about a half hour, so it doesn't even take that much time to do. I mean, granted, we did get we did let it get a little bit out of control. Some to some episodes we did go over an hour, but uh, we, we, we can talk, can't we? <laughs> we can sure talk. And I think everyone knows that, especially if you watch the gorgeous lads of wrestling this past week it was the longest show ever. Two hours and 45 minutes. I did cut it down to two hours and 15 minutes. Uh, and, and that brings us to brings us to glow. Um, I think glow is definitely going to have the most changes to it. 
because we did bring in a, a third co-host. So we have a new regular co-host going forward with Felina. Um, you know, she will and, be... And, wel- and welcome to the family, Felina. Yes, welcome to the Level Down Games family. Welcome the, to the team. The, 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 five, the five of us are going to definitely uh, do great. Six There's, of us, I'm sorry. Is there six? six of us. There's six of us. Who's the sixth? Uh, you, me, Valina, Al Francaro, Justin. Oh, and- Al Francaro. How did I forget about him? How did I forget about him? Yeah. Set, set, and Justin, yeah. So, yeah we have a whole team here. There's six. There's six of us. Yeah, six. Yeah. See? How about that? Yeah. How about that indeed? Yeah. So, uh, no, we definitely will, uh, we'll have a lot of good stuff. Um, Obviously, the biggest thing with Glow, we really can't call it the Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling anymore because it's not just two two gorgeous lads on the show. I am shopping a new name out. It'll still be Glow, but don't you worry. Yes, it has to be Glow because Glow is is what we're, we're known rid- as. So we're not yeah. getting rid of the name. The acronym has to stay. But it will stand for something different soon. Don't you worry. I've been working on it. Okay. Yeah, the acronym has to has to stay. So as of right now, we're just calling the podcast Glow. But the Golden um, Lovers of Wrestling. <laughs> no. <laughs> That is Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, okay? I'm just saying. We're oh, you're right. It is. You're right. It is. I know. I you're know. Right. I think. Is. I'm a smart guy. It is. Well, sometimes. Oh, Frank Carroll never came up with that, but, you know, well, Frank. We, so. we, can, we can talk about how smart you are a little bit later. Okay. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I am not a smart man. No. Okay. No. But, uh... We, we definitely will. Um, and, and with with Valina coming on the show for the Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling, uh, we, we are going to be, you know, changing that format, changing that the way we do that show significantly starting with the next episode so that it's not almost three hours long every single week. We will be ditching a lot of the a lot of the segments that we had, because the reason that we started doing the segments in the first place is because we we weren't hitting a certain time frame every single week. Like we wanted to have, you know, we wanted to shoot for a time every every, you know, a specific time. We like our content. Over an hour and a half for podcasts. We like long form content. We do. I've always yeah, preferred it over with, short with, form. With three people, we could talk. We could definitely cut yeah, it down. The, obviously the uh, the 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 weekly recaps and the main discussion are the bread and butter of the show. And and with three people talking about the same thing, I mean that definitely extends each portion by at least ten or fifteen minutes. So we don't have to have some of these filler segments that we did, which were fun. Don't get me wrong. And they're not going anywhere. We still will use those in some shows when we when we're not hitting time frames or as a special. You know, like if we do like a special extra length episode every now and then, like we definitely have some stuff in there. But uh, the only things that are could drastically change going forward is, first and foremost, game oracles. Um, if, if Twitch really starts taking off and, um, you know, and starts needing more and more my, of my time, game oracles may be a show that we put on hold for a bit. As of right now, it's not going anywhere. It, yeah. it still will be up tomorrow on YouTube at 9 a.m. like like normal. But um, what I'm thinking about game oracles is if, if it does get to the point where we do have to put it on, you know, put that particular show on hiatus, we will still do reaction videos um, like yes. we'll, we'll, we'll still we'll still do special reaction videos to the biggest and best trailers. But it may not be a particular show every week. Like, OK, so, you know, one you day might, you should see random videos. Yeah. There. So, so let's say obviously most recently at D23 Tokyo, the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer popped up. So as soon as we see that pop up, you and I could jump on, film a reaction video, put that up, and that could be any day of the week. So so Game Oracles as as a as an as a theme, as an idea, may not be going anywhere because we would still use the same layout, we'd still use the same setup when we do a reaction video for a trailer like that. But a, a one a once a week show may stop doing that if Twitch takes off. Um 
And then the top 10 series, um, that, that's another thing that I put a lot of time into each and every week, but writing it up, thinking what I want to do, thinking of the top 10, and then actually compiling the video. Um, I, it, again, if Twitch takes off, I may stop doing that every single week. Obviously, I didn't put one up last week because I, I, I had some things going on. Obviously, with, with Glow being three hours, I didn't have a whole lot of time to, uh, to yes. work on the top 10 this past week. So I had to make a lot of edits to that. But um, Again, top- Brian, quit, quit editing me. <laughs> you have to be edited. Well, it wasn't even you that I was editing. It was all Frank Caro. But, oh, he uh, needs to be edited. So. He needs to be edited. Um, but I was, I, I was thinking this over, and even if the top 10 series is not a once-a-week thing, I might go back to do what the original idea I had for the top 10 series, and that was a monthly thing. So I could... I could not easily, sure. I could easily, you know, work on a top ten on my spare time here and there, and have at least one done every month. If I get more than one done every month, I could put them up as you know bonus bits or bonus episodes. But there would still be one day every month where where you could expect to see a top ten. So that that that's the plan for that going forward. Um, that Japanese news show we mentioned during the uh, the Level Down Games Awards, I may not even start doing that just because that's just that would be something else that would be adding on more of my time. So I may have maybe, to put maybe third quarter. We're, you know, yeah, well, we're going to second quarter. We're doing a lot of changes. I may have to uh, I may have to put that on the back burner for now or incorporate that into max level. That could be something that gets incorporated into the into the podcast. But uh, so 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 that's kind of just kind of what we're thinking about right now. Just kind of keeping everyone in, in the loop and informed of, of what's going on here. For the for the for the most part, you know, none of our. Uh, None of our stuff is changing too drastically. You'll still be able to find all the content that you love here on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube, and over at our website, leveldowngames.com. Um, we are redesigning leveldowngames.com as well. That is in the works, but uh, that probably won't be that probably won't be ready here for a little while longer. But um, you know, we're, we're we're definitely making some good changes. I think we're obviously trying to we're trying to grow. We're trying to grow exponentially. Obviously, so you know. Um, working with Valina, working with, you know, potential other people in the future. It's, it's only good things for everyone involved. I mean, you know, helping everyone grow, helping it, That's just all it's about. I mean, obviously creating content together and, and helping each other grow. So we're, yeah, but, uh, that, that's it for now about us and about level down games. So let's move into what we've been playing over the past seven days. And I know this particular segment may be a little bit shorter this week, but, uh, yes. kick, kick us, kick us off. What do you have for the, for us this week? Before we even jump into it, I just want to give another special thanks to Dance with the Dead. You guys are awesome. Love dance your music. With, dance with the Dead. That's what I said. You said Dance with okay. the Dad. No, well, Dancing with Your Dad is okay as well, but Dance with the Dead. Uh, you guys are awesome. <laughs> great, great change. Expect to hear their music a lot more going forward. We're definitely going to be playing more of their stuff. I may because because we have um, full access to their catalog of music. We have literally full access. I, I chatted with them over the past few days. So we have full access to their catalog of music for all of our content. So you may start hearing more music in our podcast than we used to do just because I do have more access to things now. So. Um, certain certain segments may have music behind them that didn't before because we I was, do I was have gonna full say, access. I was going to say, Brian, leave me a fresh beat. Uh, yeah, we, we do have full access. So dance with the dance with the dead. They're going to be on all of our shows. Max level, gorgeous odds of wrestling. B, well, not, not BG Mania, but uh, revisiting the classics. Um, game oracles, top tens review videos random videos that we do anytime i do let's plays i tend to play their music in the background or when i'm getting ready to get on twitch you'll hear that so so dance with the dead is actually going to be a big part of level down games moving forward not um, dance with the dad though <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get their support too eventually um, i only played one game okay uh, been a bit of a crazy hectic week for me. Lots, okay. lots, lots, lots of good, lots of good things happening in the Frank camp. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, 
Uh, I, I've been playing Injustice 2 a lot. Okay. Like, way more than I normally have. Okay. Uh, start playing Ranked Online. Okay. That's a, I, I've, I, I've never played Ranked Online. It, okay. If you, if you look before, my Ranked was 0 and 0 because I didn't play it. Oh, boy, do I suck. Okay. I thought I was the greatest because I, play, I play this game on the hardest difficulty. I just, I wreck. I'm a beast. Okay. I, 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 uh, there's even a mode where you pick your, like, it, it takes your fight style. It knows how you play. It, it takes your, your your top three characters and other people can challenge your characters while you're not playing. Yeah. And I almost always win. Okay. So I was like, I was like, okay, daddy got this. Sure. Daddy don't got this. Okay. Dance with the dad? Uh, dance with the dad. Uh, <laughs> there's some real cheese balls out there. And I don't appreciate it. Okay. I understand wanting to win. I want to win. Of course. We all want to win. Let's have a fun game. Okay. Sure. I, had, I had no, I had no fun with ranked. Okay, so I ended up just playing couch versus someone else, and I'm way better than her at this game. Uh, but you don't say. Hey, I let her win a few times. Um, <laughs> Does she listen? Oh. Okay. Well, if you, do, if you are listening, hey. uh, I didn't. He didn't actually let you win. I didn't let you win. You're, you're the best. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, I shoot myself with a foot all the time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so, so played hardcore. Maybe, I, I, honestly, I probably put it about fourteen hours into that game over the right. past week. Oh wow! Uh, okay. The other game I played, we'll talk about that on revisiting the classic was Final Fantasy V. So you know. mm-hmm. yep, obviously. But um, I am I am enjoying the hell out of that as well, though. Yeah, Final Fantasy V. Um, I, I I'm enjoying it more than I did the first time I played through it. I'll say that much. Uh, I played I played three games this week. One of them being Final Fantasy V. So, again, we won't talk about that in here. Um, the first game, you were done, right? I'm absolutely done. I only had okay, one game, I, th- I thought so. I thought so. So, um, the first game I played that I want to talk about is a game that's been out for a couple years now. I think it's been out for o- almost two years, and that's Dead by Daylight. Um, if you if you caught us on, you know, over at twitch.tv slash leveldowngames, which I know you did, uh, Justin and I, after we finished filming last Saturday, you know, we finished filming our stuff, uh, Justin and I jumped on Twitch and we streamed for almost four hours. And then we did it again this past Friday, if you check that out. And we're doing it again. Uh, we did it again this past Saturday. So, you know, as, as, since the last time I've done this, we, we've streamed three times now. But um, Dead by Daylight is a lot more fun than I actually thought it would be. Um, I actually, you know, I used to make fun of Justin because he played it all the time. Uh, it was fun. I got to tell you, um, I'm, I, I've always said I'm, I'm not a fan of watching people play video games. Mm-hmm. I loved watching you guys play this game. Yeah. It's it's entertaining. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, Ju- obviously, Justin and I have a good dynamic too. Like, kind of like how you and I have a good dynamic. Justin and I have a good dynamic when it comes to talking about things and and making jokes and having fun. So, like, obviously, I know it's boring to sit there and watch someone when they're just staring stoically at the screen and not doing anything. So, I'm obviously trying to be entertaining. And you know, J- Justin realizes that, and he's he's really good with Twitch too. So, you know, we we are trying to be entertaining with what we say and what we do. And I, I even saw that Alfred and Carol jump into the comments and. So did, so, so did Level Down Jessica. Uh, yeah, yeah, people were people were in the comments commenting. Um, we actually, this past Friday, when we had it, uh, I think May, 
It, it wasn't the most people I've ever had watching on stream at once, but it definitely was fun. There was quite a few people watching us play Dead by Daylight this past Friday. People were actually commenting on us. Um, you know, there's a few people talking about, like, the killers that were coming after us and stuff. And, I mean, you know, people are definitely starting to tune in more over at Twitch. So I, I appreciate that and I like it. Uh, I don't know if they're listeners to our shows and just realize it or, you know, that we're on there or just randomly coming across us when, when browsing games on Twitch. Either way, you know, it's 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 awesome to see people interacting with and, and, and checking interacting with us and checking out the stream. Uh, I, I know Valina was watching too this past you know Friday when um, when Justin and I were playing. So, you know, people people are definitely checking it out. Um, Dead by Daylight though, it's fun, man. So you can either play one of two ways. You can play as a survivor, which you're playing as with with three other people. It's you and three other survivors trying to escape the killer. And the killer could be, I mean, there's multiple different killers. There's a Huntress, which I call the Enchantress because I like making fun of Justin <laughs> and he gets pissed off when I say Enchantress. Uh, so there's the Huntress. There's a, a hillbilly with a chainsaw. There's a pig that's from Saw, like the with the person with the pig mask. Um, there's a nurse. There's a doctor. You could play as licensed characters. Freddy Krueger's in the game. Um, Leatherface is in the game. Michael Myers is in the game. And they, I've not seen Leatherface yet. I've seen, I haven't seen a single person play Leatherface yet. But, uh... There's, I, I feel like there's one other killer that I'm for. Oh, I can't remember. I, I know there's one other killer that I'm forgetting, but uh, oh, the the wraith, which I have not seen anyone play as yet, but I know it's in the game. Um, so basically, when you're playing as a survivor, the the object is to avoid the killer at all costs. I mean, if you if you if they you get spotted, the killer will chase you down and try to kill you. That's what their job is. That's what they that's what they're trying to do. Uh, in order to escape the map and, and survive the game, you have to start up these generators, and you need five of them to actually open up the exits. So five five generators, and there's usually always six on the map, Justin said. Justin said there's always six because there's one extra generator than you need. Um, so there's six generators on the map. You need five of them to actually get the exit doors, and there's always two on each map to light up and be able to be used. So, you know, and, and starting up these generators and, and, and getting them fired up takes a bit of time. I mean, you know, a couple minutes per generator. And while you're starting up these generators, you do have to pass skill checks every now and then, which just makes you, you know, hit hit the left bumper when you're doing it. Uh, first time players, you know, the first time I played this, I was bad at it. I mean, I, I first time I ever played this game was last week when we were streaming it on Twitch. And that's what was fun because I was learning the game and I was a total noob. But uh, I, I eventually caught on. I realized what I was doing and, and how to do things. Um but if you fail, if you fail the skill check, if you don't do it correctly, the generator will explode and the, the killer can see and hear when the generators explode. So they'll come right at you. So you have to if you explode a generator, unless the killer is busy with somebody else, you do need to get the hell out of there and, and try oh, to yeah. <laughs> you know try to remain hidden. Um, once the killer spots you, it is very difficult to get away. Uh, the, the more you play this game, you tend to learn ways to kind of do, juke and dodge the killers. Because I've only played the game twice now, three times, actually three times, uh, I'm not good at that yet. So I literally just try to run. Like, I'm moving in between obstacles and jumping through windows and doors and trying to do that way. Sometimes I escape. Most of the times I don't. And I, I, I realize that. I, I'm, I'm still new to the game. I'm only ranked 10. Justin is prestige. Justin is second, uh, two times prestige and already let, ranked 50 in the second prestige. Which means he's ranked to 50 once, reset his rank, got some perks, ranked back to 50 again, and is about to reset his rank again. So, um, you know, he's really good at the game. He's been playing it for the better part of two years. He's put a lot of time into this game. Um, it's a lot of fun, dude. I haven't played as the killer yet. I, I do know the killer has a different mecha a different mechanic to it. Um, and it looks, fun as, it looks fun as hell. I can only imagine how cool it would be to play as the killer. Yeah, I'm sure you would like playing as the killer more than a survivor. I'm sure you would. But... Um, you know, Justin said he's tried playing as a killer before and he just didn't like it, didn't like the way that it played. But uh, 
you'll you'll definitely be seeing a lot more Dead by Daylight on the Level Down Games Twitch channel. Uh, Justin and I are planning to stream it at least once a week. We're going to be doing it um, either typically one, one night a week on on a weekday. Or, I'm sorry, on a weekend. But uh, as, as things start to lighten up for Justin, uh, you know he is getting ready to finish school finally, a hundred percent. He's been going for a long time. Um, so so Dr. Justin's finally going to be able to play some games. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. But. Uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, he'll definitely have some more time to stream on Twitch, so we may play Dead by Daylight more than just once a week after a few more months. But for now, we're definitely going to commit to once a week because it is a fun game. Um, so keep an eye on that. If you don't follow us over at twitch.tv slash leveldowngames, make sure you go do that. Um, you know, at least follow us so that way you know when we go live and we're playing the game. Um, just do it. Just do it, as, uh, Shia, as LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf said, yes. Insert Shia LaBeouf gif here. But uh, no, so the second game I played, I put quite a bit more time into Kingdom Come Deliverance. Um, the game is getting better. It is. It is. Obviously, oh, we had we, we had God, a lot of. I, I haven't been able. I haven't been able to touch it recently because. Where are you? Where did you stop playing? What happened last in the game for you? Um, I got the hilt of the sword. I'm still okay. on the first mission. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, the game is about to get interesting for you in like the next half hour to forty five minutes. Okay. But um. And, and I think you'll like it a bit more after that. But I, where I'm at now, and I'm not going to really say where I'm at now because I don't want to spoil it for you because I do know you are playing this as well. But uh, the, the game has drastically opened up for me, and it's drastically gotten better. There are still a lot of bugs. There are still a lot of issues. But uh, I am enjoying it a lot more than I was last week. And that, 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 that is not saying much because I wasn't enjoying it much last week. But uh, I, I do think that... Um, this game is is worth playing. I, I am enjoying it. I think the story is good. I I'm re- really what I what I decided to do with this game is play it as it was uh, play it as if I was actually there. So I'm playing it as if I am Henry, and okay. um and, and that's how I'm enjoying this game more. So like I'm not rushing. Like I am taking my time. Like you know I'm Henry. So I'm living in 1403 Bohemia. I've never been to some of these towns that I'm going to. I've never explored this countryside. So I'm literally, you know, walking through the towns. I'm checking out the buildings. I'm talking to people. You know, I'm, I'm learning about what's going on. I'm learning the history. I'm reading the codexes as I get them. Like, I'm trying to learn the history of the game that the that the developers are trying to tell you, like, what happened in history. So I'm doing that. And, you know, if I come across a quest, I'm doing the quest. But I'm not actually playing it as if I was playing a game. So I'm not actually going out there and seeking side quests. If I come across something, I'll do it. But I'm like, like, like uh, on the map, you know, sometimes you can see like an exclamation point. Okay, there's yeah. an activity given there. If I go, if I naturally go to that position, I'll talk to that person. But I'm not specifically going out of my way to travel to that position to get the side quests. Because obviously Henry, as a person back in 1403, wouldn't know that that was there. So I shouldn't know that that's there. So I'm playing it as if I am Henry and actually just living in this world, this living, breathing world. And the game is freaking beautiful, dude. The game is so gorgeous. Um, I, I am in awe at some of the some of the things that I'm seeing and like some of the scenery and, and things that are being painted there. Dude, it, it's really, really pretty. I, I do. I do think Kingdom Come Deliverance needed some more time, but I don't think that it probably could afford more time because they've been working on the game for so long already. And it, this was a Kickstarter <laughs> game and they kind of have to appease the backers and they kind of have, you know, obviously some people don't. But I mean, I respect what Warhorse did here. They uh, they definitely tried to to get this done. So I uh, 
I want to say that we'll probably have a review for Kingdom Come Deliverance in the next week or so. I think that uh, this one may be maybe something that we try to do a little bit differently than some of our normal reviews. But um, this is kind of this will be maybe our, our joint review between between Frank and I. Um, I, I do think that uh, that I will be at least I will be far enough in the game to to uh, to to say this. Obviously, I, I'm hoping that you'll have some time to play it this I coming sh- week. I, I should be able to play it coming up. Cause... Yeah, I'm hoping you'll have some time to put yeah. into it this week because that means next week we could definitely devote a portion of the show to reviewing Kingdom Come Deliverance. I think that would be fun to do. I'll um, do that. Those are the only two games I played this week. So. I, uh, I definitely put a lot of time into Kingdom Come Deliverance, but uh, I had so much stuff going on, obviously, thinking about these changes for level down games, um, you know, working with Valina and, and doing all this kind of stuff and really just it, it, it took up a good chunk of my time. And, and that's OK. I, I don't mind that. And I and I like, you know, what we're going with this and I like what we're doing, so I don't mind it. But I, don't, I didn't have a lot of time to play some things. I uh, didn't really play Trails of Cold Steel 2 at all this week. I fired it up. I was going to play it, but I never actually started the game. Uh, I still have not even started Seven Deadly Sins, Knights of Britannia. Um, I need to go back and finish D- uh, Digimon Story, Cyber Sleuth, Hacker's Memory. Um, right here, Metal Gear Survive. Thanks <laughs> to our friends at Konami. Uh, it's still sitting there. Haven't even touched it yet. So. Will you hurry up and play it? Because, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously Metal Gear Survive is something that I have to play this week. I, I really want to get this review done, so um, I, I will be playing. That. I thought I was going to play it this week, but I just didn't have time. I had a lot of stuff going on, so um, and and even still, like I, I the World of Warcraft, I, I I really want to get get caught up in that because I want to pre-order the expansion. Um, I'm just getting behind again, and it, it's something that I that I can't control anymore. Like I I just I, I have to accept that I'm always going to be behind because there's just no way I can actually get caught up with everything that I play, everything that I do. Brian, Brian, Brian does so much work, you know. It's... There's no way I can get caught up. But we, we, we need we need we need three more Brian's to get things done here. The world does not need three more me's. Um... God, we really need the one. <laughs> um, the. Uh... Something that we didn't mention when we were talking about the changes, but now that we're done with talking about what we've been playing, uh, I am working on improving the studio, too. So I I did come into a little bit of revenue. Um, Obviously, you can see the webcam. I definitely improved my webcam already. Um, I I did get a new camera for for filming. So so that's a huge step up from what I had before. Uh, It it definitely the clarity is so much better. And I mean, it's it's more, you know, it's total widescreen now. So everything is you could see a lot more. And, And when I am widescreen on, you know, when I create videos and that kind of stuff, I'm no longer pixelated or anything like i love this webcam it's really nice um but i am working on changing up my my layout my desk here a little bit uh i i am obviously i already ordered the capture card i ordered the chair i'm ordering an actual studio boom arm for my microphone so that way it'll be off to the side it won't be sitting here the only thing is you'll see the microphone now it will be more positioned in like in the screen but that's okay because that's generally you know what people do and and i I, and when i know you're going to get an arm too here soon so So, so. yeah you'll be seeing you you know i mean that's just how it is you you know hiding the microphone is not is not a necessity we don't have to hide the microphone so but having a boom arm will allow me to not have to continue because I set up the microphone every single time before we start recording so now I can just leave it set up and then just you know pull it close to me when I'm using it for the podcast or twitch move it away when I'm not but no I definitely ordered a few things I I mean I ordered a, a small little table to put next to the desk to get because I have my tower literally right here where my hand is I mean it's just off screen but my PC tower is right here and it's in the way so I, I mean that that's this is where I'm going to be putting the boom the boom arm with the microphone on it so obviously you know a shock mount all that kind of stuff different pop screens I've ordered a bunch of different stuff but uh, I'm not trying to blow all the money I am I am setting some aside because uh, we are setting some stuff up too to do some uh, live filming not live filming but in person filming um, later this summer 
So yes, uh, me, you and uh, me, you and Valina. So we're definitely trying to uh, we're going to make that work sometime later this summer. We're going to get together and actually shoot some videos together uh, and uh, it'll be fun. So I, I definitely have to have some money for that, too. But uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and move into the weekly scoop news report. And this week we actually do have 13 items to talk about. And as as usual, we'll start with big news. And we've got our first confirmation of our first E3 thing for this week or for, for this year. Um, and, but it, again, this is always they always say that it's not actually part of E3, but it is. It is literally always, the same uh, thing. So uh, it, it's EA Play. Electronic Arts is going to host its annual EA Play event this year from June 9th to June 11th at the Hollywood Palladium, the company announced recently. This three-day event promises more EA brands, more hands-on stations, and more entertainment than ever before. The company plans to deliver breaking news, behind-the-scenes stories, and live content via EA.com, as well as host some of the world's biggest uh, biggest community creators. Featured games at the event will include the next Battlefield experience, all the upcoming EA sports games, an inside look at Anthem, The Sims 4, and uh, some of EA's upcoming mobile titles. Uh, the general public will be able to purchase tickets later this spring for the show. So so this takes place the same weekend as E3. It's when a lot of the uh, EA, you know, the E3 conferences are going on. EA will have their own as well on June 9th. But uh, they, 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 EA removed themselves from E3 two years ago. This is, I believe, the third year they're doing EA Play. So um, EA Play, though, it's still in L.A. It's still right there, right down the street from where E3 is at. So it really just it still is big part of the uh, the E3 experience. Um, I am going to try to go, but I can't guarantee it. You can be able to play Anthem. The only time you'll ever probably be able to play that game. <laughs> I am going to try to go. I, I really do want to go to E3 this year, so I'm, I'm really hoping to get out there. Uh, I don't know if it's realistic for this year. We may be looking at more more realistically next year for our first E3 trip, but uh, I, I really would like to do it. It would be a good birthday present to me if you take me to E3. Well, you'd have to pay for your own portion, but I can. Uh... Oh, come on. <laughs> That's what the Internet dollars are for. Uh, I know the L. Frank Arrow bucks. I know. That's what, he's still uh, trying. He's still trying. That was the thing on, on a re- recent episode of BG Mania, the Al Frank Carroll Bucks. He's still trying. <laughs> uh, let's talk game announcements, dude. We've got uh, yes. five game announcements to talk about this week. Quite a bit. Uh, one here that I want to start off with is one that I'm extremely happy to announce. Uh, and it's something that I've been speculating on since it was announced over in Japan. And that is Shining Resonance Refrain is coming to North America and Europe for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC later this summer. It'll retail for 50 bucks. Uh, in, in Japan, Shining Resonance Refrain is due out for the PS4 only on March 29th. Obviously, Shining Resonance Refrain is the remaster of the original Shining Resonance previously released on PlayStation 3 only in Japan. And it will feature dual audio with English and Japanese voices. In addition to all of the original's DLC now included as part of the base original mode, Shining Resonance Refrain packs a new Refrain mode, unlocking the Imperial Princess Excella and Dragon Slayer Genus as party members for a new experience. Just be sure to save this for your second playthrough to avoid any spoilers. With real-time action combat, it will be important to utilize each party member's unique abilities and strengths while deepening relationships with each character. Through events and dates, get to know your party members to unlock their full potential on the battlefield. Depending on the bonds of the characters, resonance may occur between them, providing a new level of support leading to victory. Uh, obviously, this is a game that I, I even this is one we respect. We speculated like, it was like four or five weeks ago on the Max Level yeah. podcast. And I had said that, um, you know, if they didn't eventually localize this by late 2019, I would actually import it from Japan. I don't have to worry about it. It's coming west this summer. There you go. So uh, we do have the 
localization English trailer to watch for tomorrow's episode of Game Oracles. So check us out. 9 a.m. tomorrow. We'll be on YouTube. Uh, the next game to announce this week, Electronic Arts and Criterion Games have finally announced Burnout Paradise Remastered. It's coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. This was rumored for quite a while now. We've actually even talked about it, too. Yeah. Uh, I, it was in a previous episode under the teases and leaks. It will launch physically and digitally for consoles on March 16th for 40 bucks, and later this year for PC via EA Origin. EA Access members will get to play Burnout Paradise Remastered ahead of launch on March 9th via the Play First Trial. Uh, in 2008, the original Burnout Paradise came roaring off the starting line to demolish the competition, featuring breakneck racing, high-flying stunts, and most importantly, shameless amounts of automotive destruction. Burnout Paradise set the bar for what an action racing game could be. And now, 10 years later, it's back and ready to show a new generation of consoles the true definition of a smash hit. I like Burnout Paradise. I do. I, do. I, I, I like Burnout as a, as a series. I do. I've always thought it was a really fun racing game, so the fact that this is only 40 bucks. I may eventually pick this up. This is not a day one purchase for me by any means, but this is a this is something that I could pick up in a lull where I want something to play, just to have some fun. Yeah, these these are always fun games. I mean, I, I play Burnout a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Boy, did I play a lot of Burnout. Yeah, absolutely. Back when I was a Burnout. Uh, Back when you were, you still are a Burnout. No, I know. Stop. Stop. <laughs> uh, the boy. next what? I'm a good boy. Okay. The next game to announce, Euro Video, is going to bring developer Bonus Level Entertainment's Fox and Forests, a new 2D action platformer that was kickstarted back in 2016, to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC this spring. Uh, this was announced the other day. Fox and Forest is a 2D, 16-bit style action platform with RPG and puzzle elements, empowering you to switch seasons on the fly. This sounds like um, Seasons After Fall. But I did do there is a text review on leveldowngames.com if you want to check out our review of Seasons After Fall, because this sounds like that to me. Uh, back to Fox and Forests. Set within a mystic forest and its surroundings, Fox and Forest is a stunning fable offering pixel-perfect retrotainment and rewarding challenges. The game is inspired by the glorious days of 16-bit and all-time classics like Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Wonder Boy and Monster World, and Act Razor 2, as well as the Castlevania and Zelda series. You play as Rick the Fox, and your weapon is a magic melee crossbow that can not only be used for ranged and close-up combat, but empowers you to seamlessly switch between two seasons per level, completely changing the whole environment and resulting in amazing secrets, tricky skill tests, and thriving exploration. Pixel-perfect platforming, screen-filling bosses, rich bonus levels, powerful potions, bags of loot, stuffed shops, clever backtracking, challenging skill tests, a magic melee crossbow to shoot and slash enemies, upgradable shots, not four, but five seasons, five seasons to explore, <laughs> stunning 16-bit pixel art, a catchy chiptune soundtrack, and tons of humorous retro charm. Combined with the luxuries of modern game design will make Fox and Forest a worthy revival of games from the golden age. We do have a trailer to watch for this tomorrow. So I'm excited to see this. Uh, this I'm this, excited to see what this fifth magical fifth season is. I know. I want to see what the fifth season is. That is definitely uh, crazy to me. No, I this dude. This is so similar to Seasons After Fall because in Seasons After Fall it was a it was a 2D action platformer game where you had control of the seasons and you played as a fox. So this game is literally the <laughs> same freaking thing. That's funny to me. Next up on the list, Rising Star Games and independent developer Super Gonk, which is formed of veterans from studios such as Codemasters, Bizarre Creations, and Lionhead, have announced Trailblazers, a new co-op arcade racing game coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Dude, realizing all these Switch games. A lot of Switch games. Trailblazers is a fresh new cooperative racing title with an innovative on-track game mechanic. Paint the track, boost on your color, and work as a team to win. 
That sounds kind of cool. Take control of high-speed racers and unique 3v3 team races across a series of colorful circuits. Paint the track as you race, capturing key areas to dynamically change the racing line. Then boost on your team's color to dominate the race. You know what this sounds like? Splatoon? Splatoon? Yep. It sounds like Splatoon in a racing game. That could be cool. That Being that it's 3v3, you know... It's gonna be a cool dynamic there, making sure you know one person's the painter, one person's the, the booster. Right. We have um, to play this. I think so. We have a trailer to watch tomorrow on Game of Course for this one too. So uh, so join us then and check it out. This one here caught me by surprise. I didn't even know this was a thing. The remastered versions of the 1997 and 1998 released Turok and Turok 2: Seeds of Evil is going to launch digitally for Xbox One only on March 2nd for $20 each developer night dive studios announced. Uh, but, but uh, both titles are currently available on PC as well, but in terms of console releases, they're coming to Xbox one only. Um, so yeah, Turok and Turok two remastered. I didn't realize this was the thing. You sons of bitches. Put it on <laughs> PS4. Okay? Yeah. I, I didn't even realize this was a thing. Uh, and it's crazy. Turok. It's crazy because they're already available on uh, on PC. So again, I didn't even realize that they were actually available on PC as remastered things. Uh, we do I'm, hold, tr- I'm holding up two fingers right now. No, you're not, because it's a video podcast. No, no, no my, my hands are off to the side. So uh, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, very, I'm very upset. Um, no, I, I didn't realize the thing. So that was pretty cool. But. Uh, Turok, so obviously we have an about here. We know what Turok is, but Turok is back and no dinosaur is safe. When it first released in 1997, Turok introduced gamers to a world teeming with cunning enemies, traps, puzzles, and deadly weapons, all within a vast 3D environment ready to explore. Now the classic game has been restored and enhanced with a new visual engine and exciting new features to sink your teeth into. Were you sinking your teeth into it? We do have the trailer to watch for the Xbox One version of this as well for tomorrow on uh, Game Oracle. So check it out. Let's move. That's all for the uh, for the game announcements. So let's move into um, let's move into a one tease and leak that we have for today for this week's episode of Max Level. Spike Chunsoft's newly established North American subsidiary is going to announce four new Western localizations during a GDC 2018 presentation on March 23rd at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. The presentation, which will be live streamed on Twitch, will feature hosts from Spike Chunsoft's North American and Japan teams who will give the community an exclusive look at the four new title announcements with special guests from the development teams. Spike Chunsoft also plans to hold several community giveaways leading up to the presentation. Um, I'm curious to know what this is going to be. I am. Because uh, this is obviously... Any any rumors on what they could be? I have no idea. No clue. Um, Spike Chunsoft entering... uh, Entering the mix, obviously Spike Chunsoft is the team that does Danganronpa, but obviously a Danganronpa team would have to be announced in Japan before it's announced for localization. They're not going to announce a brand new title with this because they, they they specifically said four new localizations. So these are obviously already titles that are currently out in Japan. Um, but, it, but it's funny because now this is another localization studio entering the mix to bring Japanese games over. Obviously, Spike Chunsoft, they do make their own titles. Again, Danganronpa. They are the studio behind Fire Pro Wrestling as well. But Fire Pro is already available here. The one on Steam, and it is coming later this year. That's already announced. These are new announcements. So um, I'm curious. They're, they're obviously going to try to pick up some of these smaller studios as well, some of their games. But now we have Spike Chunsoft, uh, North America. Or Spike Chunsoft USA, I think they're calling themselves. We have Idea Factory International. We have NIS America. We've got Actile. We've got Axis Games. We've got Xseed. We've got six 
good studios bringing over these Japanese games. So there really is no excuse anymore not to get these Japanese games faster. But uh, as of right now here at uh, Level Down Games, we're, we're not sure. We can only speculate. And uh, I am curious to see what we're going to uh, we're going to see, because there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of possibilities. Uh, I, I do think we may get some smaller stuff, but um, who knows? Maybe it'll be maybe it'll be uh, games that are smaller games or visual novels or things like that. Who knows? Who knows? We really have no idea. Uh, obviously, I do think it won't be anything by Compile Heart because Idea Factory, you know, Compile Heart is a is a is a subsidiary of, of Idea Factory and Idea Factory International always localizes the Compile Heart game. So so we kind of are limiting ourselves to what it can be. XC generally gets the Falcom games. So so who knows? We really have no idea what this could possibly be, but I'm curious to see. And we, ha- uh, you know, it'll be under a month away till we find out. So February 20th, or March 23rd at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. If this is this is live streamed on Twitch, so I'm thinking that I will be live on Twitch for it, too. Uh, March 23rd is a Friday night, so you will not be able to be with me. But uh, I don't think so, right? You, your, uh, your new schedule no, is not starting by then. Uh, not until April. But uh, I, I will at least be live on Twitch for this because uh, I, I want to see what this is and I want to be live for it. So keep an eye out for that. How about some DLC? Nintendo has released version 1.2 for Super Mario Odyssey, which added the Balloon World minigame, new Snapchat filters, and more, which we did see during the um, Nintendo Mini Direct. Did you check this out? If if I may. If you you must. People have already been... Oh, boy. Something's going on. i got to pay my bills. (laughs) Uh, People have already been breaking the new DLC with the the balloon mode. Uh, Really? certain ways to glitch yourself like between walls and they've been dropping their balloons mm-hmm. there making it so that the other players can't get to them that sucks so, that sucks yeah, that's not fun it, it, it's not that's not fun that's not cool you know the whole idea of this was to, to hide balloons in other worlds for other people to find yeah it's like it's just fun like i mean just, i hate when people try to do things that uh that, that take away the enjoyment of, of what it was meant to be i mean i mean put it somewhere hard to get to of course yeah, but, that's but cool, somewhere that you can actually get to somewhere that you exact, can feasibly get exactly. to without using a glitch or an exploit exactly yeah. Unfortunately, you know, there's a couple bad eggs, you know. Right. It is what um, it is. A full list of changes via Nintendo we've got here. After completing the game, a new minigame, Balloon World, will now uh, open up. So you can talk to Luigi in any of the kingdoms to start playing this Balloon World game. After completing the game, a number of special outfits have been added to the shop. A number of new filters have been added to snapshot mode. The jump rope challenge has been adjusted so that there will be a speed change after reaching 110 jumps. World rankings and friend rankings have been reset for jump rope challenge. Best <sighs> records have now been reset and they fixed a number of issues to improve the gameplay experience. Have you beaten the jump rope challenge? No. It's a pain in the butt. Getting to 100 is such a pain. Uh, Yeah, it seems like it. It seems like it. So just, just, just about as hard as the uh, volleyball minigame. That so. is a, for a power move too, though, right? Getting 100 jumps. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. Uh, have you gone back and, and started working at any like more than 99 moons at all or no? Or, I, has it been I, a while? I, it's, been, it's been a while, but I really have to because I, I, I want to see what happens when you max out your moons. Yeah. Max moon? Max moon. <laughs> we got one more piece of DLC to talk about this week. Last year, Final Fantasy 15 director Hajime Tabata said during an Active Time Report live stream that three additional episode downloadable contents were planned for the game in 2018. Speaking during a newly published interview with Japanese media, Tabata did confirm that the plan has changed now to four episodes in 2018, but they may not all launch in 2018 now. So so here's what we're gathering, um, and, and, and these are from multiple different places here. So from 4gamer.net, 
we've got two points here. Based on the user survey put out, the average satisfaction rate of the scenario as a whole was 62.4%. So Tabata thought it was necessary to ensure a suitable development period for the upcoming downloadable content without being concerned about releasing them all in 2018. For that reason, some content will likely spill into 2019 to spread it out even more. The downloadable content plan from this point on is being made with the mindset of completing the Final Fantasy XV universe, the general term for the main game and its related works. For that reason, they are laying the content out as additional series rather than additional content. From Famitsu, Tabata does not think users want them to fill in the gaps of the main story anymore, and since Final Fantasy XV cannot be completed even on the creative side, new developments different from the current episode add-ons are being considered. The first new episode add-on will be episode Arden, which was the most requested in the user survey. After that, there may even be an episode Luna, as Tabata mentioned during the Active Time Report official news broadcast. Including episode Arden, four new episodes are being produced into 2019. Regarding original elements in Final Fantasy XV Windows Edition, Tabata could not say anything at the moment, but there are mods and multiplayer quests, but there are mods and multiplayer quests may be improved. However, there are no differences in the story. And we, we now know that total worldwide sales for Final Fantasy XV are above 7 million, which is pretty good for Final Fantasy. I, I want episode Cindy. I want episode Sid. <laughs> I think episode Cindy and Sid would have to be one, but that would be a cool episode. Um, yeah. r- regarding mods, because I did re- mention mods for Final Fantasy XV Windows Edition, Square Enix is going to release an official mod creation tool after the release of Final Fantasy XV Windows Edition. Tabata said that rather than just play the game how developers assume users will play, it is better to have users play the game on a broader basis. He thinks the way that users overcome what the developers conceived is interesting. Mods will even support surreal ways of playing, like changing all of the character models to Kenny Crow. (laughs) Model data is being prepared on the user side, which will allow players to freely change models. There are plans in place to later on be able to create maps, quests, and scenarios with a tool as well. So this is pretty cool. And that, that actually makes me want to have Final Fantasy 15 Windows Edition. Because I'm sure the Final Fantasy community will come up with some crazy stuff. They probably will. I'll be able to put Prince Noctis in power armor from Fallout. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. In, in the uh, Final Fantasy 15 Windows Edition, I did see this, but there is already a crossover with Half-Life. You can put Prince Noctis in Gordon's um, Gordon's costume. <laughs> so that that is a thing. So Half-Life 3 is Final Fantasy 15. Heard there you go. First. You heard it here first. Let's check out some random news. We've got four things to talk about under the random umbrella. Development of Shin Megami Tensei 5 is fully underway now, producer Kazuyuki Yamai told 4Gamer.net in a recent interview. Some notable tidbits from that interview. The several core staff that the game started with early in its development is gradually increasing. While more and more people continue to sign on, Atlas has rounded up a considerable amount of staff, and it feels like we have reached a turning point where we can say the game is actually in full development. As the first console game in a long time for Shimagame, Atlas wants to create grand content that people can thoroughly enjoy playing on their TV. On the other hand, Atlas also wants to include a carefreeness only a handheld system can provide, like enjoying Demon Fusion while laying down. Because, I mean, this is a Switch-exclusive title. The goal is a title made for both a console on TV and a handheld. Atlas wants to include a lot of demons, as well as making a game suited to the hardware's specifications. Three times the amount of effort is being put into the demons compared to previous titles. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, It is currently in full development now for Nintendo Switch exclusively. A release window has yet to be announced. I am hoping it makes it out in Japan in 2018, because that means we'll get it next year. Uh, I, I did include this in the 2018 list of JRPGs when we did that top 10 back in January. Yes, um, I, there's clearly, to me, this this tells me there's no way it's coming out in 2018 here in North America, but I had wishful hope in uh, at the beginning of the year. But uh, oh well, oh well. I'm still really excited for this game. I think it's going to be great. 
Some interesting news here about Death Stranding that I wanted to talk about for a minute. Troy Baker and Emily O'Brien have joined the cast of Death Stranding. That's so, awesome. Troy Baker, That's obviously, awesome. every anytime Troy Baker is in a game, it instantly bumps it up for me. So, yeah, Troy Baker is now in the in the cast of Death Stranding. The news comes from a now-deleted Instagram post by Emily O'Brien, who wrote, quote, Honored to be working alongside these two fine lads on Hideo Kojima's new project, Death Stranding. I'm a lucky girl. The picture posted features Norman Reedus, an already, conformed, an already confirmed cast member, alongside herself and Troy Baker. Um, this this obviously now adds to the list because we know Mads Mikkelsen and Guillermo del Toro are also in the game. So Death Stranding is is putting together quite the uh, quite the cast. <laughs> this is, is going to be awesome. It, it already was going to be awesome, but it's going to be even more awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, something new from Sony. Sony Interactive Entertainment has launched My PlayStation, a new web service for PCs, smartphones, and tablets that enables PlayStation Network users to look up friends and view profiles, send friend requests and messages, and check trophies. Uh, so it's pretty cool. Obviously, just a quick little thing here. We already had the, the PlayStation app on phones and mobile devices, so this is just expanding on that. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, I have not downloaded this yet, though, but I will. I need to check this out. I, I saw the news. I haven't downloaded it myself either, but I will. Yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, and our, on our final bit of random news this week, Capcom will release Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2 for Nintendo Switch, which includes both Mega Man Legacy Collection and Neg Mega Man Leg Legacy Collection 2. We now know when it's coming. That's May 22nd, the publisher announced. Um, obviously, this is already available pretty much everywhere else. This is just the Nintendo Switch version of Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2. I do believe we have a trailer to watch for this on tomorrow's episode of Game Oracles, so you're more than welcome to check that out with us. But again, it's for the Switch version. But as always, dude, that's May 22nd. That's quite a few months away. Let's talk about what's, release what's releasing this week in the new releases for the week of February 26th. We're going to kick things off this week with a PlayStation 4 and Xbox One release on February 27th. That is tomorrow. The Blob 2 Remastered. You ever played The Blob? I have played The Blob. Me too. Me too. Um, Comrade Black is back, and so is his war on color. There will be no stopping him or his brainwashing new cult from taking over Prisma City. That is, until The Blob comes back to reignite color revolution. The Blob 2 is a platformer which utilizes unique painting functionality as the main game mechanic along with classic platforming actions and low gravity space. Set a few years after the events of the first De Blob game, action in De Blob 2 revolves around another attempt to wipe all colorful individuality from Prisma City and its residents. It's up to the player to join the color underground and bring color back to the world. Features include multiplayer support, 12 new single player levels, new power ups and epic boss battles. Uh, I've played the Blob and I like the Blob, so that's pretty cool that it's coming to PS4 and Xbox One. I may have to check that out. I do like the Blob a lot. Yeah, I like the Blob. It's a good game. Our next release is also tomorrow coming to PC, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, a game called Gravel. It's a racing game. Gravel is the ultimate off-road experience, the most extreme racing game that will let you try out amazing stunts in the wildest places on the planet. Um, this is coming from Square Enix, so this is an is a interesting title. Did we not watch a trailer for this recently? No, that was uh, Dakar 13 or oh, something. That's okay. what you were thinking of. No, this is uh, Gravel. Um, I didn't even know this was a thing, so that's pretty cool. Uh, it kind of looks like that off-road series that I used to play on the Super Nintendo and stuff, so that's pretty neat. A game coming to PlayStation 4 tomorrow, February 27th, Hero Anthem Zero. Hero Anthem Zero. Cool title. Hero Anthem Zero Episode, ooh, episode 1 is an epic fantasy 2D side-scrolling action RPG with Japanese voiceovers and support for seven languages. In a world unforgiven by God, it is a story of sacrifice and survival ten years in the making. Come and enter a world of adventure from long ago. 
interestingly enough, this was released on Steam December December 23rd, 2016, so a little over a year ago. Uh, it has 15 negative reviews and 354 mixed reviews. So, wonder why. Hmm. Wonder why. Um, I, I'm curious. Uh, I, I would be... I, I would be curious to know why some people uh, I think this is bad. I'd be curious to know why. Coming, I'll look into that. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. I want to play it. It looks cool. But maybe it's bad. Who knows? Coming to the Nintendo Switch tomorrow, February 27th. Payday 2. Payday 2 is an action-packed four-player co-op shooter that once again lets gamers don the masks of the original Payday crew, Dallas, Hoxton, Wolf, and Chains, as they descend on Washington, D.C. for an epic crime spree. Obviously, I've played Payday 2. It, it is definitely an older game. It's been out for almost five years now. Um, oh, I was going to say 2004. Was a, it was a great game. But, you know, that was, that was I, the original I, Payday. I, I know. I'm just being a jerk. Payday 2 was uh, 2013. Um, but uh, it's cool that, that this is... It is a big step because this, there's never been a game like this on, on a Nintendo platform before. Like, with, with... I mean, there has, but nothing with, with this kind of feel to it so true true it is it is a big step for nintendo and it, it is a big step for the uh for the system itself for the switch i do think that this will probably not sell very well but i think that uh, there is an audience out there for it on the switch so i'm sure it'll serve its audience for the switch our last release this week coming to xbox one darkest dungeon this is wednesday february 28th darkest dungeon is a challenging gothic roguelike turn-based rpg about the psychological stresses of adventuring Recruit, train, and lead a team of flawed heroes against unimaginable horrors, stress, famine, disease, and the ever-encroaching dark. Can you keep your heroes together when all hope is lost? That's um, a cool idea for a game. Yeah, Darkest Dungeon has been out, um, for the most part, everywhere else for a while now. It's finally coming to Xbox One. It released on PC January 19th, 2016. It was on PS4 and the Vita September 27th, 2016. Uh, it came out on the Nintendo Switch January 18th, 2018, so earlier this year, and it's finally now coming to Xbox One on February 28th. So this is the last platform it has to hit, so now it will be available everywhere. Coming soon to mobile. It already is on mobile. <laughs> oh, of course it is. <laughs> it's already on mobile. Everything is. Yep. But uh, that is it for the new releases, so let's talk pick of the week. What are you thinking for this week? Payday 2. You think so? Oh. No, there's nothing really jumping out at me. At least Payday 2, it, it's a step forward for Nintendo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't, I told you, I hate these kinds of games coming on. You know, like Nintendo picking up old games, mm -hmm. but it's important for what it is. I'm going to give it to Gravel. I'll never give it to a racing game. I, I'm going to just because I'm interested in it. I want to see what it's like. So I'm going to give it to Gravel. That's my pick for the week. All right. But I do, t I do think that brings us now to podcast intermission. We'll be right back. For today's podcast intermission, we're going to be taking a look at our show, Revisiting the Classics. Recently, Frank and I began our initial exploration of Final Fantasy V. Let's take a listen. I forget what it's called, but some something really, someone or something releases a challenge for Final Fantasy V. And they'll give you four jobs and you have to finish the game with those four jobs. Oh, wow. So so they do this thing every year, this Final Fantasy V playthrough every year, where the jobs are always different each year. And I, and I think that's an act that's actually a pretty cool idea. And uh, it definitely works well in this game because Final Fantasy V, uh, a lot of people consider that to be one of the best, if not the best, job system within Final Fantasy. 
So, so the job system that you're seeing here, a lot of people do consider that to be probably the best out of out of all of the ones, or out of all of the other games that um, that you can play the job system in. So, you have, I think, 26 versions in the Game Boy Advance version, if I remember correctly, because I originally played Final Fantasy V on the GBA. So when I played the GBA version, I believe it was it was somewhere around 25, 26 jobs that you can access in the Game Boy Advance version. Uh, the PC version, obviously, I'm assuming is the same because it did come out uh, quite a bit after. I mean, it came out nine, ten years after the Game Boy Advance version, so I'm assuming it has the same amount of jobs. But they could made they could have made some changes because the PC version is based on the mobile version. So I don't know. That's why I wanted to play the PC version over the GBA version. Um, but mu but much like Final Fantasy III, every character starts as a freelancer. Yes. So so you start as a freelancer, and you what's what's cool about the freelancer again is that they can equip any weapon, they can equip anything. So so they are pretty much a a mini jack of all trades. They're not strong by any means, but that's why they're the starting class. That's why they, you know, the game starts you off as a freelancer. And I mean, I know some people that have played this game and played all the way through as freelancers, and you can do that. It is totally possible. It just makes it a bit more challenging. So you unlock your opening jobs after you go to the Earth Crystal, which is the first crystal that you obtain or the first crystal shards that you obtain in Final Fantasy V. Uh, so, so I guess before we get to that point, we'll, we'll run down a little bit of information about the characters that we're playing as, and then a little bit of what's happened in the story up to this point. So the game gives you, at, at the beginning, you have Bart, who's the main character. Uh, he's basically an adventurer who becomes embroiled in this adventure, and he happens upon this meteorite, and this meteorite falls down to the ground. You don't know why at this point. But, you know, it even shows it like this meteor falling from the sky and crashing down into this planet. And he stumbles across this. And while he's looking at this meteor, he sees a girl being basically carried away by some goblins. This girl is Lena Tycoon. She is basically the daughter of King Tycoon, and which which makes her a princess. Um, and she actually, if you played the, the PlayStation version, she has a different name. She was named uh, Rena or Rena in the PlayStation version. Oh, so Spanish for queen. Right. Which if you which if you remember when we did the music for Final Fantasy V on BG Mania, uh, we, we actually talked about that. And I, I believe it was a liner note about how they had um, how they had different names. If I'm if I'm recalling correctly, I believe that was something that you had mentioned. Um, and uh, obviously, yeah. So King Tycoon is is Lena's father and um so yeah, their, their kingdom is just Tycoon, which I, I thought was always kind of weird because that's his last name, but uh, I guess it kind of makes sense. You would name your kingdom after yourself, maybe? Yes. Because his, his actual name is Alexander I, Tycoon, so. I, I mean, if I had a country, I'd call it Frankenstein, so. Yeah? Frankenstein? Why not Frankenstein? No, that's what you have to be, Frankenstein, or the United States of Frank. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, Frank's ago. There you go. South South Frank. No, that doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you like what you heard, revisiting the classics can be found on your favorite podcast app of choice by simply searching "revisiting the classics." It can also be found in the Max Level podcast feed and on our YouTube channel. And now back to more Max Level. And we're back. Guess what it is, dude? Guess what time it is? Guess how long it's been? Guess where we're at in this year? It's been anybody. I don't know. Where are we? 
we are approaching the one year anniversary of the Nintendo Switch. Oh, oh, wow. It's been that long. Yeah, it has been that long. The Nintendo Switch turns one year old this Saturday. So this is the last episode that we'll post before the Switch turns a year old on March 3rd, 2018. It came out March 3rd, 2017, obviously. Happy birthday to you. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday to you. <laughs> uh, so what I want to do here, I want to have a little bit of a year in review on the Nintendo Switch. I think it deserves it because the Nintendo Switch has, I think, shattered expectations. I think that uh, L. Frank Carey will tell you that because he had to eat a piece of paper two weeks ago on the uh, Max Level podcast. Um, what a dummy. What a dummy. Not thinking it would sell more than 14 million. It sold more than 14 million before the end of 2017. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's talk about our year, our personal year in review with the Nintendo Switch. And let's talk about memories, obviously, of the first year. Let's talk about game experiences. Let's talk about things that we things that we like about the Switch, maybe things that we would like to see changed about the Switch. Let's just have a general year in review. Okay. So do you want to start? Or do you want me to? All right. Um. So I got my Switch technically two days after launch. I okay. Bought yeah, it. Okay, that's good. Let's start there because we weren't doing the podcast when the Switch came out. So we actually don't, we, we we don't have, yeah, so we don't have, like, we never actually did, we never did our Switch stories. So let's start so, there. Uh, let's start there. I, in my foolish attempts, uh, and this is the story of Frank in general, thought that. A fool? Uh, I'm a fool. I, I, I'll admit that right now. Okay, so that's or to preface the story with that. Mm-hmm. I thought, hey, I'll I'm just wake not up. your fool. Nobody's, Nobody's fool. fool. <laughs> uh, I thought that if I just went to the store when they opened up, mm-hmm. I could just pick up a Nintendo Switch, like it ain't no thing. So I went. I was the first one dumb, in line. Dumb, dumb, over, dumb. Yes, I was the first one in line at Walmart, and they're like, "No, what are you <laughs> stupid?" And you're like, like, yes, I am. So I was like, okay, whatever. Walmart's the first place to open. GameStop is right there. I could, you know, from Walmart to GameStop, I could throw a rock. So I go over to GameStop, and they're like, I wouldn't do mm. that, though, in case you break a window. I screw them. Because their response was, oh, no, we only ordered four of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that, that's a good business model, guys. Great business model. Uh, but I'm like, okay, whatever. Fault. They could order more than four. That's Nintendo that actually controls the initial. Just the initial there goes Brian supporting games up again. Not uh, supporting them, but I I'm but jo- I do I'm know jo- Nintendo jo- controls the allotment. Nintendo Brian. controls the allotment. So I'm like, okay, uh, we have Target and Best Buy right now, uh, about five minutes away from me. So I was like, you know okay. what? I'll make the trip. Okay. Of course, uh, there's a line around the block at Target. Of course. Uh, and Best Best Buy goes, oh no, we opened up at midnight and sold them already. Yeah, they did. Even even, even though they didn't announce that, that they were going to do that. So whatever. I'm like, I'll just wait for the next match. I wasn't like crazy about it. Okay. Um, I hopped on uh, uh, Wario64 says. Yeah. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter. He goes, they're in stock on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I hopped on. I got the very last one. Okay. Uh, and Amazon Prime. They, they, they shipped it next day. Yeah. And I got it the day after. I was the last person to get that restock until about November. So I'm sorry if you couldn't get it on Amazon, okay. but, this, but this guy got it. Uh, same day of, though, my friend got the special edition Legend of Zelda. Okay. Uh, uh, with, with, with the full Master Sword product. So we actually, 
as I'm ordering it, we're driving. We, we drove to Brooklyn mm-hmm. because a friend of ours picked, uh, ended up somehow with two pre-orders. Thankfully, okay. Uh, he goes. He goes. Of course, yeah, yeah. You, you take. You, I'll take one. You take the other. He, he upcharge, which is the way you're supposed to do things here. Uh, along the way, we even tried to stop at a, a, a Toys R Us to see if I could pick up a, a switch right then and there, and just cancel the, the, the Amazon order. Of course, they didn't have any. No. Uh, but yeah, so I spent the I spent the whole day just wanting to play Switch, wanting to play Switch, couldn't do it. But I, I did manage to hold on to Legend of Zelda, a special edition. <laughs> but before we went, but before we made the trip out there, I knew I had the Switch. I so I, I, of I course got you bought phone. it on Amazon. Yeah, you had it. So so I went to Toys R Us over here and I bought Zelda. Okay. Just no, I bought it ahead of time. Now, so my friend has a Switch, doesn't have Zelda. I have Zelda, but no Switch. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, can we just, can I play your game? I was like, yeah, why not? I, of course. And he licks my cart. Because uh, the rumor, of course, going that around was once, a, That was a thing when the Switch came out, was that the cart just tasted bad. Yes. I was like, okay, so you realize that when yours come, I'm getting your cart. Like, that's just how it's going, right? Like, yeah. I go, I'm not having your licked cart. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got it. And I was gonna take his full copy, but the special edition has a different cover. Okay. I was like, I was like, I'm, I would, I'm not gonna do that to you. So I was like, but I'm taking the cart. So, mm. and that's that's my that's my crazy just initially getting a switch story. I'm, okay. I'm hoping you got your day, day off. I did, of course. Yeah, as you can yeah. see here on camera, my my box is right back there on the desk. Uh, it's where it's been. It's obviously part of the studio. Um, I I left work early. I still actually was at work when pre-orders went up for the Nintendo Switch. I found out that they were going live at GameStop. I generally don't shop at GameStop. I don't like GameStop. Uh, I worked there for seven years. I'm not a GameStop fan. Um, never have been. Well, I I was at one point, but I haven't been in the longest time. I think they're you know they are are, are a pretty shady company, a pretty crappy company, and I, I just gen- generally do not like supporting them. But I wanted to ensure that I got my Nintendo Switch day one. I wanted to ensure I had it on day one. Um, And I had some issues with my PlayStation 4 at launch getting it from Amazon. Um, I had to to do a little bit of it. I did still get it day of, but I had to go a little bit of a runaround to get it. So I really didn't want the hassle anymore. I didn't want to deal with it. So I wanted to pre-order locally. And and obviously for a system like this, I generally am also very much uh, against the pre-order culture. So, but for a system like this and one that I knew was going to, you know, I'm smart. I knew it was going to be hard to get. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to ensure that I had a pre-order. I, I think I, I had more faith in Nintendo this time than I think a lot of people now, did. Did they honor your, so you had a GameStop. Did, did they honor your pre-order as a system itself or did they force you into a bundle? No, it was as a system itself. I, I, nice. I got, I got on the initial list of, um, okay. just, just, uh, just system pre-orders. Uh, and, and actually the GameStop that I went to, um, you know, it, uh, they, they never even, they didn't force bundles there. They got a lot. They got, I think, uh, right around 50 switches that night. So, um, they, they, they did get quite a bit, but, uh, they were all sold. I mean, you know, they were all sold through pre-orders. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was most of the ones that they, that they got were the, uh, the black ones. I like the, you know, the general straight black. I did get, as you can see by my box back there, I did get the red and the blue. I mean, that's just, so I, so I, I generally I, always get the weird ones. So like, I was going to get the black one too, but I, I beggars couldn't have been choosers. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I tend to go weird. So like I, I, I go with the color scheme that I like best. Obviously I generally don't like, you know, just straight black or something like that. Unless I have to get it. Uh, that's why when I got my GameCube, I went purple. Um, I mean, so <laughs> yeah, I, I went purple with the GameCube. I would have went orange if orange was a was a thing when uh, when it first came out. But on when when it launched, it was only black and, and purple. 
Uh, orange was later. The the silver, which I really liked as well. Silver was much later for the GameCube too. Uh, if the uh, if the neon ones would have been out, you know, like the Splatoon 2 version of the Switch, I may have gotten out because that one looks pretty cool, too. But uh, I, I generally do like the uh, the different color schemes for for my consoles. I just I just I don't know. I always liked it. I like being different. So um, but I, I so I got I, I left work early, um, went to GameStop. I was the third person in line the when, when GameStop opened. So I went to work um, at 730 in the morning. I left at 930 to get to GameStop. Uh, which was right down the road. So I, I got there, and there were three people there already. So I was the fourth person in line. Luckily, the three people ahead of me all did black ones, So they because they only had a few of the of the uh, blue and the reds that they could take Protos for. So I did get on the list for the blue and the red. Um, I put down the $50. I traded some stuff in. You know, I don't normally trade stuff into GameStop either, but I definitely uh, wanted to make it a little bit cheaper for myself in, when, when buying the Switch. So I definitely traded a few things in that I just, I just wasn't using anymore just to kind of help on the cost. Um, and then I was set, dude. I was ready. So I, I got to GameStop um, at 11 p.m. on March 2nd, the night before the uh, the Switch launch. Obviously, they were selling those at midnight. I did drive past Best Buy to see... Uh, to see if there was a line and there was not that Best Buy did not do a midnight opening. So Best Buy huh. is obviously right next to GameStop. Um, I, I did kind of drive by there and see they, they were not doing a midnight uh, a midnight launch there at that one. Um, but uh, so I, I got to GameStop and there's obviously a ton of people already there. But uh, I start chatting with some people and, you know, I, 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 I didn't really make any friends. I don't want to call them friends because I didn't get any phone numbers. We didn't exchange, exchange contact information, anything like that. But uh, the people that I were talking to at the GameStop, they were pretty cool dudes. You know, I told them about Level Down Games and you know, what I do and that kind of stuff. And, you know, they were generally fun to talk to. It was fun to kill an hour's worth of time there ch- <laughs> chatting with them. Um, but there were so many people in the store. We, you know, we formed um, two lines. So so we, uh, you know, the, the first line was obviously to finish paying off because a lot of times what GameStop will do when you pre-order there is before midnight, they will have you finish paying it off. So that way at midnight, they just print your receipt, give you your thing and go. Um, so, so we formed the, you know, we formed the line to finish paying it off, which was fine. And then we formed two lines, one for the black, one for the blue and the red. And then they just alternated back and forth. So I was the first person in line for the blue and the red, uh, cause I was the first person that actually ported mine. So even though I wasn't actually first or anything like that, I was out of that store by 1202, which was cool. There you go. <laughs> so I got home, I set up the, the switch the night of, and, uh, fell asleep. <laughs> so I, uh, because I mean, I, I got up early, I went to work that day and, uh, you know, I fell asleep, but that was a Friday. So, um, you know, that, that Saturday I put, uh, probably 10 hours into the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So, so that's my Switch story. That's how I got my Switch. But now we're going to move into, I want to talk about Breath of the Wild. That was our, uh, that, that, that clearly is the, one of the driving factors that, uh, that made the Nintendo Switch so special and so, you know, easily surpassing 14 million, uh, in 2017, because it's the, it's, the the reason, it's, it's the reason we picked it up so early. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you could have waited on the switch a little bit. You know, uh, well, I never wait. I never wait. I'm always an early adopter. I, I would I probably wait. wait. I, I, I would have wait. waited, but I couldn't wait for Zelda. Of course, um, this is obviously it is one of the better Zelda games of all time. It's not the best. It's not the best Zelda game of all time. We put it as number three on our official Zelda ranking. It's not better. Than, I don't uh, think it's better than Link to the Past. Link to the Past is the best Zelda game. Uh, I don't think it's better than the second best Zelda game of all time, A Link to the Past, and I don't think it's better than the first best Zelda game of all time, Ocarina of Time. But uh, we, we are going to revisit that list in the future. Um, that'll be fun to do because we're going to do it like we voted for on the uh, on the yes. on the award show. But uh, it'll be a point system. But Breath of the Wild, man, it, it definitely is a, a breath of fresh air. 
a breath of the, a breath of yeah. wild fresh air, a breath of the wild fresh air for for the Legend of Zelda series. Uh, there are a lot of things I would like to change about that game, though. I would like to see more traditional Zelda dungeons. I would like to, um, you know, obviously they had the four uh, guardian beast or spirit beast or whatever they were called. Uh, Divine spirits, what they were called. Divine the, beasts. Divine beasts. God, I had it wrong three times. Uh, <laughs> they were called divine beasts. You're right. Uh, you know, they had those which were traditional Zelda experiences through and through. Everything about them was a traditional Zelda experience for the most part. Um, but they were different. They were cool. They were unique. I liked it. I liked how you had to get inside of them first. Like you had to, you know, you know, find your way in. You had to do these kind of things and you had to go inside it and you had to solve these puzzles and actually do it. It was like a dungeon. It was. Obviously, they supplemented the uh, the dungeon experience with 120 shrines. Yeah. And for for Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever comes next in the Legend of Zelda franchise on the Nintendo Switch or the next platform or whatever it is, they've already said they're working on the next Zelda game. And they said they want to continue it in the Breath of the Wild formula. So we are going to have an open world Legend of Zelda game next, just like we did with Breath of the Wild. And they want to, they just kind of want to hone in on certain things and make it a better experience. And I'm hoping one thing that they decide to do is cut back on the number of shrines. I think that um, maybe having yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. 120 shrines is a lot. I think maybe having 60 would have been cool, like half the amount spread out throughout the world. But in place of those rest of those 60 shrines, give me four or five more traditional Zelda dungeons. And I'm hoping that they move away from the Divine Beasts idea of a dungeon. I like traditional Zelda dungeons. I like traditional Fire Temple. I like Water Temple. I like, you know... Whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody liked Water Temple. But what I'm saying is I like traditional <laughs> Zelda dungeons. Okay. I like, you know, that that aspect of a traditional Zelda dungeon. Um, you know, look at Twilight Princess. It had some of the best Zelda dungeons in the entire franchise. And it had some of the most dungeons in the Zelda franchise. Um... I want something like that, and I, I I hope that they realize that. And I think that they might. I think they might realize they had they didn't have enough dungeons because obviously we did get a new dungeon in the DLC, uh, the Champions Ballad, which I have not played yet. I mean, I've played the, the DLC, but I've not actually went and done the new dungeon yet. Oh, okay. uh, I need to. I need to. Um, but uh, I, I really want more dungeons in the Zelda game. I want my. I want you know just that's what I play these games for. And and while I had a blast with Breath of the Wild, I put you know. 80 some hours into the game. I didn't put nearly as much as you because I didn't, first of all, I didn't find the 900 Korok seeds, but, um, I, I don't believe I waste my time with that. <laughs> just, just for your little golden turd. But, uh, I, I don't know, man. Breath of the wild was, was a really fun game for me. And I, I could not put that game down when I started. I could not. And I'm sure you were the same way. I, I, I love that game. I, it's a, I, I actually haven't played the DLC yet, which is surprising, but, but you have, it, right. Or did you not even buy it? No, I bought it. I just haven't played it. I okay. just, I will though. It's it's a game that I, I play. I play Zelda all the time. Mm -hmm. I, I go back and play old Zeldas all the time too, mm -hmm. on a whim. Mm -hmm. So it'll yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Keep going. What do you? So what, uh, what, what other games you pick up? Uh, for uh, I picked up uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris. <laughs> I picked that up and I've already sold it. So I played that for I played that for a few months after it came out. Um, but I I I. I, I when, when it comes down to things, I, I, I generally I keep my area kind of clean. I don't keep games that I may not necessarily go back and play again. So Puyo Puyo I Tetris is something that I sold. Very, 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 very fast story. Mm -hmm. The only reason I even got that game was uh, my family came up and visited from okay. Colorado, from Colorado here. So my sister and I went to the Nintendo store in New York City and they had a Mario Kart 8 tournament. OK, giant TV. And she smoked the competition. Really? I, she, Nicole? She, 
No, my sister Angela, the one's uh, a child. I thought maybe Nicole was <laughs> going to make it into the no, max no, level. No, no, a- Angela made it in this time. Uh, mm. Angela smoked the competition. Okay. And they gave her a coupon for 50% off anything in Nintendo World. Okay. We weren't buying anything. so sure. I, I, But I felt obliged to, so I bought that game, and I bought like a couple of like princess outfits for my for my niece. I thought, I thought you were going to say for you, but okay. Oh, if they had it in my size, that would have been nice. Uh, so I, I bought all that, but that, yeah, so I, the only reason I even have the game is because I paid 15 bucks for it. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. So, not bad. But yeah. Uh, um, the only other game I picked up around launch was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Played it. She played it. She won it. Uh, of course she did. <laughs> no, I uh, I obviously love Mario Kart 8. I think it's a great game. I loved it on the Wii U, but I didn't have the DLC. I never bought the DLC. So I picked it up strictly to have the DLC and access to some of the new things being added to the game. Um, and and I didn't even put that much time into it as much as I thought I would. I thought Jessica and I would play the crap out of it. Uh, we probably we, we've played it a, a handful of times, but I haven't went back to it in a long time. It's Mario Kart, man. It's, it's something you play when you have like a group of people over, but it's not something you mm-hmm. can play on the regs. Well, I used to, though. I used to play Mario Kart 64 on the regular. I mean, by myself, every day, Mario Kart 64. But now you have friends. I had friends then, too. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of... I don't, I don't say I have a lot of friends, but... Uh, I, I, just a, give, I, I just give you shit, Brian. I have quite a few. Quite a few friends. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> Apparently not you. Just kidding. No, never. Never. I hate hate you uh yeah. i mean no. what, what other big games have you played this year um well let's go down the list a little bit so after mario kart 8 deluxe i i think two uh two big games that also helped the switch throughout the summer arms and splatoon 2 um i i played both of those but uh don't you own, i don't own either one of them don't own them and i'm not a big fan of either I, arms was arms was okay. Arms was okay. I think arms but... ended up being a better than a lot of people expected. It sold over a million copies. That's that's pretty good for a new IP like that with in a fighting IP. What I respect about both those games though is that they're constantly updating free DLC into those games. Yes, and they are they are a unique take on their genres. Arms is uh, a fighting game that you don't see a lot of that kind of content in other fighting games. I mean, every single update they're giving you a new character, a new this, yep. new that. Yep, I, res- I respect the hell out of that. Yep. Same thing with the Splatoon. Splatoon's like yep. okay, new maps, new, new weapons, yeah. everything. Um, not, 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 not my cup, not my cup of tea. I played them both in demos and such, but mm-hmm. I, I, that's what I that's what I love about Nintendo and what, they, what they're doing with games is you know demos, free, free DLC. Not uh, meant, well, free demos too. They do a lot of demos free, too. Free, free demos are nice because I do like to play a game before I uh, waste my sixty bucks on it. <laughs> right, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know. I wish that model just applied across all games because of course I mean we did just get it recently for uh, Mario uh, Odyssey but which I think is the next game we have to talk about uh, yeah, it's the logical next place to go here yeah because um, I mean that the, obviously with Super Mario That's Odyssey a... releasing at the end of October that propelled the Switch through the holiday season that with Breath of the Wild for anyone that didn't already have a Switch going into the holiday season you know for all these parents going out doing their holiday shopping um that that was it. Those were, that was the combo right there. You had you got a switch. You got my Odyssey. You got Breath of the Wild. That was the I combo. Mean, that was the opinion, trifecta. I was like, in my opinion, there's four games that sell Nintendo uh, consoles. Okay. Zelda, Mario, Metroid, and Pokemon. Of course. I mean, there's others. Of course, there's other games people like. You know, there's plenty of other games. You know, Nintendo. And games the other love. two are coming: Pokemon this year, Metroid next year. Exactly. You know, uh, some some even argue Kirby, but whatever. Uh, Kirby's next month. Kirby's three week, two weeks away. 
this two weeks away. I mean, Nintendo's going to be doing gangbusters soon, mm-hmm. even more so than they are right now. Yeah, I think Nintendo will more than double what they've done. You know, they were they broke 14 million by the end of 2017. I easily see them clearing 30 million by the end of 2018 with Kirby. But more specifically, Pokemon launching this November. Yeah. So, which we talked about last week on the max level. If you want to hear our speculation on Pokemon Switch, go check that out. Uh, it actually, it actually did get quite a few views too. Uh, a lot of people wanting to hear what we had to say about Pokemon. Um, Gotta catch up all. Pokemon. No, uh, Mario Odyssey, dude. I I have not went back and played it. You really since, need to since the Xenoblade Chronicles Two came out. I haven't. Yeah, I, th- I think you're doing yourself a disservice to at least not beat this game. I'm going to beat it. I absolutely am going to beat it. Um, I mean, the, 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 po- the post-game world is mm-hmm. everything you want and more. Okay. Uh, there's even post post I I've actually avoided it. I still don't know what they are. I, I still haven't told you because I, I refuse to. I know. Uh, but it's just just make it happen. I will. I will. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I I am I do want to see it I, I I man I don't even I don't even remember what world I left off in that's crazy I don't even remember where I was at in the game I I, I think you are at least from my memory you're like two levels away from finishing the game and 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 one of those levels I'm not that far is seconds away I think you are I'm not that far if I, I am that's you're... crazy maybe um, I I think I I th- I don't remember I don't remember where I was at but uh, I I am gonna go back to it eventually um. Obviously, Mario Odyssey, I thought was a great game. I don't think it's my favorite Mario game. Um, obviously, that still belongs to Super Mario 64 for me. I know for you, it's Mario 3, Mario Brothers 3. But, yeah. uh, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, Super Mario 64, I don't think any Mario game will ever come close to capturing what that game did for me on the N64. It's, dude, it's close. Like, I feel I, I feel know. that way. I feel like it's close. I hope you're right. I hope when I get further in, I hope you're right. If I were to rank them, it would be Mario 3, Mario 64, Mario Odyssey. Okay. Even Mario Odyssey above World, huh? Yeah, I love I love Odyssey more than World. The World I, I play on the regular as well. I do too. I actually played through it recently on the on the SNES Classic. That's that's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, Super Mario Odyssey is, is a game that I put a lot of time into when it came out. But I did stop playing it for the next game. I think we have to mention, which is Xenoblade Chronicles Two, uh, that did a lot better than a lot of people expected it would. And I told you it was going to. I told everyone it was going to do better than they thought it was going to. Uh, easily cleared a million in its first its first month, and I'm sure it's done more than that now. It's probably over two million or closer to three million by this point. Xenoblade Chronicles Two was an 80 hour epic JRPG. It was everything I wanted it to be and more. Um, we we are doing a bonus episode for Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Um, actually, that that may already be up by the time you're listening to this. I don't know. Um, check go go look at our BG Mania podcast feed on iTunes and Google Play or your through your favorite podcast app of choice. Go check it out, see if it's there because it will be up before the end of February. So I don't know uh, I don't know what day it's actually uploading. Uh, I should know because I'm doing it, but I don't know. So, um, but it will be up uh, before before Wednesday. So check that out. A, a nice little bonus episode of from uh, of an assortment of Xenoblade Chronicles Two music. Um, not a whole lot of talking in that one. Frank and I weren't able to really schedule a time to to record the episode this month but you know a lot going on but uh i did still put the bonus episode together so that will be uploading soon so check that out maybe it's already up um but i i I, dude xenoblade chronicles 2 i i just i had so much fun with it and once that game came out i couldn't put it down Um, oh i know trying to get a holding you was uh something else that that came out uh, a few days before tokyo xanadu ex plus on ps4 uh playing both of those two games simultaneously side by side it was a lot. I was in JRPG heaven in December, and I—I I mean, I finished uh, Tokyo Xanadu first. You know, I focused on that game a little bit more. Then I went back and and was you know finished. Um, 
finished the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and I was chatting with some people at Nintendo about the game, telling them how much I loved it. I mean, it's just, it's, oh, dude, Xenoblade is such a good game. I really freaking love that game. Um, and it's so good. It's so good. But that uh, that's pretty much the games that I really focused on um, in, uh, in, in, t- in 2017 for the Switch. Obviously, um, some other games that came out that were big on the Switch. Uh, I, I think we would be remiss not to mention Stardew Valley. Because Stardew Valley is a perfect game for the Switch. Um, Jessica put uh, over 70 hours into Stardew Valley on the Switch. I mean, you know, she's put so much time into that game. She loves it. And then a unique experience, Golf Story, which I still need to pick up. I still not played it, but I talked to Sean a lot about Golf Story. And Sean was a big fan of Golf Story. Um, You know, he's it was just a unique RPG experience, 16 bit RPG experience in the world of golf, which is awesome. That's super cool. So uh, there, there were quite a few indie titles too on the, uh, on on the Switch that definitely helped propel it forward. Um, you know, a racing game, Fast RMX. I didn't pick that up. I didn't pick that up, but I, I, I mean, it looked really cool because it looked like F Zero. You had the official debut on the Switch. Uh, it's already out of other places, but Ukulele. Yeah. Showing on the Switch, mm-hmm. uh, where where it belongs. It does belong there. It does belong there. That's where you're playing it, right? Yeah, I really have to finish that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, how about, um, you, know, you know how collectathons are. <laughs> how about one two switch, dude? It's sold well. Um, I may not be a fan of it, but it's sold well. It's sold well. I've actually played. Have you played one two switch? I have not. I, I demoed it, and it's it's a cool tech demo. Of course. It's it, it's it, it's it, I wish it was on par with Wii Sports though. That would that, that's it, they should have given us a pack in game like that. Right. If, if this really should have been the Switch pack in game. In fact, I see like when they do the next run of Switches, I, I they they have to give us something. Maybe it will be one two Switch. I mean, this is the first time. Is this the first time that we haven't got a pack in game? No. The the Wii U had Nintendo Land if you bought the deluxe edition. If you bought the oh. regular edition, it didn't have it. I had okay. I had the deluxe edition. Uh, as did I. Uh, the Wii obviously included um, Wii, Sports. Wii Sports. The GameCube did not have a pack in game. There you go, GameCube. Mm-hmm. Okay. The N sixty four didn't either. You didn't. You didn't get Mario sixty four when you bought the N sixty four. I bought Mario sixty four. Okay. Of course, and, and I mean Mario sixty four obviously was basically was a pack in game. Uh, everyone bought Mario sixty four because the only two games you could buy for the N sixty four when it came out was um, Super Mario sixty four and Pilot Wings. Pilot Wings. <laughs> yeah, it was the only two games that it launched with. One of the smallest launch libraries, or if not the smallest launch library ever. Um, but 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 as we kind of as we kind of alluded to there, I, I really don't think that the uh, Nintendo Switch is going to be slowing down anytime soon uh, in 2018. We have Kirby launching next month. Obviously, this this past month in February, we saw the launch of Bayonetta one and two on the Switch. We saw Dragon Quest Builders release on the Switch. Um, you know, Kirby's next month. We got Pokemon coming later this year. How strong um, Animal Crossing is going to say strong rumors of Animal Crossing happening this fall. Um, Yoshi's coming later this year that, uh, the world ends with you remastered. That's going to be huge for the switch. There's, there's a lot of big things coming this year. I'm sure there's stuff that I'm not even thinking of right now. Um, that, that are coming later this year that, uh, you know, I, I probably should have pulled up a list, but, um, the games that are coming out later this year that, uh, that I think are going to propel the switch forward. And it's easily, I, I, I would be willing to make a, uh, make a prediction now that I, I do feel like the Switch is going to surpass 30 million by the end of the year. I do. Especially so. especially if Pokemon is November. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces sometime this spring. That's going to be a huge game. Uh, and that looks really cool. 
Um, obviously, we mentioned it earlier in the episode. Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2 plus Mega Man 11. Those are great games for the Nintendo Switch, and they belong is, on the Switch. Is the Switch able to do location services or no? What do you mean? Like, if I were to walk with it and bring it like to another town, would it know where I am? I don't think so. Uh, so, it's like, cause if they incorporate Pokemon Go into the new Pokemon. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Fire Emblem Switch. That's still this year. Yeah. That's going to be a big game. Uh, Project Octopath Traveler, one of my most anticipated games on the Switch later this year. I think that's going to be great. And then, obviously, uh, we, we already mentioned the Pokemon RPG. So, um, and, and it's, it, dude, it's going to be good. I think I think it's a great time to be a Nintendo fan. I think Nintendo's making all the right moves. While, uh, while, while you know, January was a little bit of a slow month for the Switch, we didn't really have anything. Um, you know, February's had Bayonetta 1 and 2, March has Kirby. So, so we're back on the swing of things now. You know, we're back to getting first-party games. We're back to getting good games again. So I, I think it's a great time to be a Nintendo fan, and I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. And I think the Switch is a is a great system. I spent a lot of time with my Switch. I've, I, like I said, I, I really was excited for the Switch when it came out. Um, I, I think that uh, I, I had more faith in Nintendo than a lot of people did when the Switch came out. Obviously, coming after the Wii U, a lot of people thought the Switch was going to fail. I didn't think so. I never thought it would because I, th- no. I just I really thought that Nintendo knew what they were doing. And they had a great concept and a great idea. And they're capitalizing on it. Nintendo Labo is this year. Yeah, uh, that, that is that is huge, dude. That's two months away. February or I'm sorry, April 20th. I am um, going to make a piano. It's going yeah. to happen. We're going to make houses. We're going to make a fishing pond. We're going to make a motorbike. Like, there's so many cool things that you can do with Nintendo Labo. And that is a that is a big reason I think the Switch is going to sell well throughout the summer. I do. I think the Labo is going to kill it. I think it's going to be great. So, yeah, a little bit of a mini review for the Nintendo Switch. I, I thought it would be kind of fun to talk about here um, now that, uh, you know, this coming up Saturday will be the one year anniversary of the Switch. So I uh, wanted to get a little bit of a head. Obviously, I wanted to get our review out bef- of the Switch for the first year before um, before it actually happened. If you know, if we would have done it next week, it would, it would already have been uh, passed. So putting it out now definitely lets us be lets us talk about it before it actually happens. But uh, let's let's go back even further than a year. Let's talk about some retro game rewind. All right. Uh, so this recently came up to me to, to, to do this game in particular. OK. Uh, a game that came out in 1993. OK. Uh, basically the conversation that I was having with a friend, uh, they're talking about their favorite PC games and they were talking about point and click adventures, uh, okay, okay. monkey Island and stuff. Yeah. But in my head, I'm thinking, what is my favorite PC game of all time? And I actually, and I was like, you know what? I know I hear a PC game of all time. It's probably not even a surprise to Brian. Probably not. Once you tell me it's missed. Okay. That was, was that 93? 93. Wow. Crazy. So. Wow. I would have said 95 I, for Mist. Um, let's see. Am I, am I crazy? It's 95. Okay. Is it really 95? It's 95. Okay. I thought so. I, I, I could have sworn it was 11. Okay. Um, I just because, remember Because that. I remember when Mist came out and it was a big deal. That's why I said I would have thought it was 95. Actually, we're both right. Uh, it came out on, Mac, uh, on the Mac in 93, but I didn't have a Mac. Okay. I had a PC. So at the time, there was actually stores that you can go to and buy computer games. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. We don't have those anymore. Uh, and the, I, remember the, I remember the name of the place explicitly being called CompUSA. Okay. I know of it. Now, here's where the story gets fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My mother refused to take me to the store to buy this game. Really? I, were, yeah, I was, I guess now that I realize I was... 13 years old. Yeah. 
the summer I had worked for my father the year before, and I have money put away. I'm like, Mom, I want to buy myself a new game for the computer. Mm-hmm. No, no. Mom, please. Okay, maybe later. That's all I needed. Okay. On the computer, I replaced every single sound on the computer with a recording of me going, Comp USA. Comp USA. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so you're on AOL. You know what I mean? Comp USA. Every single sound was me saying it. And my mother wants a computer because she wants to go do whoever it is. Everything was every click. Comp USA. Comp USA. To the point that I drove her insane. Mm-hmm. Well, more insane than my mother already is. Uh, no. I love you, mom. Uh, she's like, "All right, get in the car, get your sister." So you know, we all get to we all go out there, and I picked up a few games. Okay. Um, I picked up one of those like three hundred and one PC game demo shareware kind of deals. Yeah. I picked up Mist, uh, I, I, only because if you remember the cover, it, it looks pretty cool. It mm-hmm. just you know, it's like an island out nowhere, and it's a puzzle game, and I'm like, I like puzzles. I played the ever-loving crap out of this game. Okay. Uh, I, I've played a lot of Myst too, but I know not much as you. Not as much as you. I lived, breathed, slept Myst. Hmm. I didn't realize how big this game was. It was the best-selling PC game of all time up until The Sims. Okay. I could easily see The Sims being more popular. Uh, well, yeah, yeah the, the, the original, the, the, the initial Sims is what broke the record. And then, of course, hmm. they've been a juggernaut ever since. Right. Not but, going uh, anywhere anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, in this game, you know, you start off and you have no idea what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're just going around and everything is clickable and there's there's puzzles to solve. And I'm smart, I think. Usually. Sometimes. Usually. Uh, and, you know, there's the, you're, you're following clues. You're linking books together to go through the ages and stuff. And... You know, there's, a, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of self-contained worlds. I'm trying to remember the ones off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I'm, I know there's a stone world, a mechanical world. There's, there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, so I'm playing this game, and who should appear? Go ahead, Brian. Ruin the surprise. Who should appear? Nicole! Nicole <laughs> should... Yes. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Nicole. Uh, I want to play my game. What's your game? I want to play my game. I'm like, oh, God. What, 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 what game is this? She, she had some stupid, like, princess garbage nonsense on one of those, like, 301 disc things. I was like, no, how get ma- away from How this. many of those did you ever own? Those, like, those those, those compilations? Those, yeah. So many. I think I have 30, and I think they're right over there in that closet. <laughs> <laughs> so many of them. But on these compilations, I mean, a lot of them were, like, freeware, like, freeware shareware. Mm-hmm. There was Jazz Jackrabbit. There was all right. these, like... All these great games are no, there. No, there were good games, but but most of the games back then were shareware, where they were freeware. Like, a lot of yeah. games released back then, you know, there was no nothing stopping you from putting a compilation together and, and releasing it and trying to make money off of it. <laughs> I remember buying all those. I, um, in the same package, I bought the um, the LucasArts uh, games. So uh, I had okay. uh, Sam and Max Hit the Road and uh, all, all the, the Star Wars games, the Indiana Jones games. Mm-hmm. Full Throttle, Grim Fandango. Yeah, I've got all that. I also bought uh, Day of the Tentacle and all that stuff. Yep. Uh, but but Mist, Mist holds a special place in my heart. Like, it, even Riven, which is it's a sequel. Yeah. I just remember, like, just get away from me. Just get away from me. Like, I, I, this is my time to play the thing. To the point where I was like, 
13 year old me i'm sorry I'm like get the f- away from me this is my turn i'm sorry i have to believe that I'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> and of it's course, only once at least okay and of, and of course that was a dumb thing to do mm-hmm. uh, as per par for frank's course i hear dumb, dumb dumb things to do hear this that's my mother running at me <laughs> okay with the, with, the, with the shoe i thought it was you banging on the desk no, that's it. Well, I can't. <laughs> With a shoe. Yeah. Okay. And I, and, I, and then I was punished. And Nicole got to play her princess game. Mm-hmm. For about 10 minutes. Okay. Is, that as, long, is, that, like, is I, that as long as the game was? 10 minutes? She, she lost interest after about 10 minutes. Probably because it was terrible. And my mother's like, and you're not going back on. I'm going to go play. So I change all the sounds back to CompUSA. Okay. Yes. So this is like, this is only a few days later. And she's over there. And you hear, you son of a... I'm going to bleep it here to save you some uh, editing time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Get ba- she's like, get back over here. And I had, I had to put it all back. And then since I'm there, I fire up Mist. Mm-hmm. She's like, I didn't say you could play it. And my mom started playing Mist. And she ends up, it's, it's, it's up being one of her favorite games of all time. Oh, really? Uh, That's cool. That's yeah. actually pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it, all because I, I tried to sneak some game time in there. So she ended up playing Mist and one of her favorite games of all time now. And we, we ended up actually having like a, a cool thing there. You know, like, ooh, how did you do this one? How did you do that one? Right. So, um, it, 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 my mother isn't crazy. I'm just a jerk. Your mom would probably like The Witness. Think so? I think so. Have you played The Witness? I have not played The Witness. You, t- you, you told me about it, though. You would love The Witness. You would love The Witness. I think your mom would, too. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to look, let her know, because we're always, we're always looking for a new kind of game like that. I mean, we've played Miss, we played Riven. It so. would definitely be a game where you guys definitely could share knowledge and try to work together, because The, the Witness is very, very freaking challenging. I'll, I'll have to message her a little later on, let her know. Cause... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but as I, said, I can't recommend this game highly enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you haven't played it before... A little rough to, to get into. It's a we're, we're it definitely to get it definitely takes a while to get into Mist. It does, it does, and it, okay. I mean it takes a lot to appreciate a game like Mist. But Mist is a great game. Yeah. So, but it, you can find it on Steam. So it's, yep. it's, it's, it's definitely worth however much money they want for it. Yep. Which probably isn't keep, a lot. Probably it isn't try, a lot by this point. Try, try to keep it under ten. Uh, but that's all I got for you this week. All right. Uh, but uh, what, what do we have? What do we have coming up next, Brian? Whoa! Yeah. Kickstart my heart, hope it never stops. <laughs> Stop for kickstart my heart. And uh, obviously last week we talked about um, a city building game. Yes. So, so this week I'm actually going to talk about something that's not even funded yet. I'm going to talk about something that uh, is currently still in the funding stages. And Wait, can we, so, so we can go fund this. So this can be funded right now. There's 55 days to go still. And I wasn't going to I wasn't going to choose this, but I saw it actually on um, I saw it on Kickstarter when I went to start looking through things that I wanted to highlight for Kickstarter My Heart this week. And guess what I found, dude? What'd you find? Video Games Live Level 6. Yes. And uh, yes. It, this actually just hit Kickstarter not that long ago. Um, a couple days ago, actually. And it Let's is, it it is uh-huh. the sixth album of orchestral video game music from the award-winning 16-year world-touring video game concert, Video Games Live. Guys, I'm, I'm live funding it as we speak. Obviously, this is one of both Frank and I's favorite video game composers of all time, Mr. Tommy Tallarico. Uh, they are currently looking for $150,000 worth of a goal. It's already at $119,044 when I loaded this before. Let's see what, let's, let's do a live refresh here. 
Uh, it's still at $119,044. That means your pledge hasn't gone through yet. But uh, there's uh, 1,691 backers with 55 days to go. So there is there is no doubt in my mind this will be funded within 55 days. Uh, it is an all or nothing campaign, so the project will be funded if it if it reaches its goal by Friday, April 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, dude, there's no way it doesn't. There's absolutely no way it doesn't because uh, it's only uh, 30,000 away at this point. But um, let, let's talk about this a little bit. Let's just kind of read what Tommy Tallarico wrote here. Um, so let's let's find what this actually is here. So this Kickstarter campaign is going to help raise the funds to create and produce the sixth album entitled Level 6. It will also help to create a full-length concert video, which is titled The Making Of, Documentary, and many other ancillary products and music such as a Donkey Kong Country piano album and sheet music. The Level 6 album will be a studio recording, not a live recording. Over the past 16 years, Video Games Live has helped to legitimize video game music, and it certainly has and has shown the world the creative, cultural, and artistic side of gaming. Although VGL has obtained a lot of accolades and success, the music industry and record companies are very different and no music or record company is willing to invest the budget needed to accomplish the goals to put out a top quality product that we and the entire game industry can be proud of. And that's kind of a crappy thing right there. That's me saying that. That's, that's kind of crappy that the record company is not willing to give them a chance. They don't believe in the culturally artistic significance of video game music, and they don't believe that people are interested in listening after the game is turned off, which is complete bullshit. And that's where you come in. That's where you come in. Uh, we use top Hollywood professionals for our orchestrations, copying, proofreading, etc. They use a 72-plus piece professional and experienced recording orchestra and 60-plus person choir for recording. They have mixed our the last three albums, both funded on all, all, all funded on Kickstarter, at the incredible Skywalker Ranch in Marin County, California. And it says there that they've used the best orchestral mastering engineering in Hollywood, which is Patricia Sullivan, who works with John Williams, obviously star of Star Wars, uh, Danny Elfman, one of our all-time favorite movie composers. The band U2 and Hans Zimmer, just to name a few people. Um, so I uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, yeah, we do. We have currently seven confirmed tracks on Video Game Live's Volume 6. Pokemon, Gotta Catch Them All from the Pokemon TV series. They have a sample of this on their Kickstarter page if you want to go check it out. An Undertale arrangement with input from creator-composer Toby Fox. Ooh, I just got chills thinking about it. To Xanarkin from Final Fantasy X. Nice. Completely unique. Completely com that was rough. A completely unique video games live arrangement. Uh, I'm excited to hear this. I'll probably listen to the sample that they have um, after we're done recording. Destiny, The Union, written by Marty O'Donnell and Sir Paul McCartney, um, which is kind of a cool thing here. Tomb Raider Suite, never before performed or released song arranged specifically for video games live by original Tomb Raider composer Nathan McCree. Metal Gear Solid. We've never released or recorded our original Metal Gear Solid main theme and encounter arrangement put together by the original composers. So this is going to be the first time they've done that. And then a Earthbound thing. So it says one of the most requested franchises to add to the video game lives uh, library. Let's finally do it. They are doing a something based on Earthbound and Mother. It says other potential game other potential game franchises include Skyrim, Hearthstone, Suikoden 2, Castlevania Bloody Tears, Fire Emblem, Classic Arcade Medley, Heroes of Might and Magic, Katamari Damacy, Secret Slash Legend of Mana, Shenmue, Star Fox, Guilty Gear, Kingdom Hearts 2 Sanctuary, Nier, Kirby, Cuphead, Ori and the Blind Forest, Super Mario Brothers 2, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and more. 
He's, Tommy's like, we already have enough to do level 7 and 8, so let's stop there. <laughs> um, in terms of in terms of a timeline, it says that the Kickstarter project is obviously February 19th, so this literally just launched last week. The timeline is February 19th to April 20th. It will be finalized by April 20th. May 1st, the final level 6 album set list will be decided. Throughout May and June, they will arrange, orchestrate, prep, proofread, copy, and print all of the music. In July, they will record 72-piece orchestra and choir in Prague. Late July to early August, they will record all other soloists and musicians from around the world. In mid-August, they will edit and mix at Skywalker Ranch with Grammy Award-winning engineers. In late August, they will do the, finer master, the final mastering. In September, they will release the album digitally to backers only. In September, they will create and gather all physical and digital rewards. And then in October, they will mail the physical rewards. So this album will be out by October. Which is uh, pretty freaking cool. If you donate $100... Yes. Veronica Taylor, the original voice of Ash Ketchum, will record a phone message for you. Okay. Are you going to do it? I probably... Not going to do that. Uh, Why not? That would be cool, though. The, recordings, oh, the, the recording says, the name you give, I choose you. So that could be, Frank, I choose you. If, 200, if you do $250, she'll have to do your full phone message, though. Mm -hmm. So, maybe. Because that I would be awesome. I don't know that I would do 250 but 100 bucks would be kind of neat. I'm probably in the $25 tier, to be honest, but... Uh, okay, what's the $25 tier? Uh, it's... Uh, it's, it's all digital. You're going to get the, the, sure. the, the album. The, the uh, level six bonus round for, um, and then uh, level five. Okay. The uh, collector's Donkey, edition. The, the Donkey Kong Country piano album, mm -hmm. and uh, just a uh, little digital posters. Cool. So I, I maybe maybe in there. That's it's a seventy-five dollar value. Mm -hmm. The twenty-five dollar, the twenty-five dollar tier here. Uh, you'll also receive two absolutely stunning and exclusive digital video games live posters, created by Video Games Live and Blizzard Entertainment to promote the month-long China tour in 2017. One poster for all for the all Blizzard material show, and the other for the all Warcraft. Show. Dude, they did an all Warcraft show in 2017. I didn't hear anything about that. Where, why where, did, where, why didn't that? I know about this? That was apparently China exclusive too. Oh, oh man! With the movie. I want to see that. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, dude, I need to find out if that's been recorded and po posted anywhere because I want to watch the All Blizzard concert. I probably would cry. <laughs> I'd probably cry. Um, anyway, that was Kickstart My Heart. Go fund this. This definitely needs your support. Are there any stretch it's, goals? I didn't um, see any. There are stretch goals. There are. There are. Yeah, I do so, see 250,000, they will add an 11th track to the album. So, this is going to be a 10 track album. For 250000 they'll add an 11th track. The track will be decided by the backers after the completion of the Kickstarter. For 275000 they will add a 12th track for the same thing. 300000 will get a 13th track. At 300000 we'll also unlock all backers to receive the Video Games Live Level 6 making of. So even if you just pledge a little bit, if they hit 300000 they'll give it to everyone. 325000 will get you a 14th track. 350000 will be a 15th track. 375000 will be a 16th track. And 400000 will be a 17th track. I want this to clear four to four hundred thousand. I do. I want this to clear a million. I want a twenty-track awesome album. Uh, I think they'll probably stop at seventeen. But if I they if, if they clear a million, that'll definitely give them some money to uh, to put into like an an additional tour or something like that. That'd be pretty sweet. To support yes. the album, that'd be cool. Hey, I'm supporting that. I already pledged. I'm in. Okay. 
It hasn't, the number hasn't updated, but I, I assure you I'm in there. Yeah, for the $25 tier? Yeah. Very cool, very cool. Oh, um, there we go. There we go. Kickstart my heart. I've, 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 I live kickstarted your heart as we speak. So. Kickstart, and, and it's and obviously it's it's perfect because Kickstart My Heart is music related, and we did a music related thing for Kickstart My Heart this week. Nice. So. <laughs> that sound means it's time for a little bit of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And uh, doing something a little bit different here. We're diving into the realm of some creepy pasta this week. Ooh. And I, I I legitimately found this one and I was going to kind of do my own spin on it, but I read it and I love it. So we're going to just read it as it was. So this is credited to a person by the name of Ed. And I found this on a creepy pasta website. So we're going to dive into this submitted for the approval of the level down game society. I call this story the tale of the sinister text adventure. This is probably something you've heard about before. In the, trade all the stuff. <laughs> in the in the last decade, and now this is legitimately wrote like a creepypasta. So, in the last decade and a half, it's become infinitely easier to obtain exactly what you're looking for by way of a couple of keystrokes. The internet has made it all too simple to use a computer to change reality. An abundance of information is merely a search engine away, to the point where it's hard to imagine life as any different. Yet, a generation ago, when the words streaming and torrent were meaningless save for conversations about water, people met face to face to conduct software swap parties, trading games and applications on Sharpie labeled five and a quarter inch floppy disks. Of course, most of the time the meets were a way for frugal, community-minded individuals to trade popular games like King's Quest and Maniac Mansion amongst themselves. However, a few early programming talents designed their own computer games to share amongst their circle of acquaintances, who in turn would pass it on until, if fun and well-designed enough, an independently developed game had its place in the collection of aficionados across the country. Think of it as the 80s equivalent of a viral video. Pale Luna, on the other hand, was never circulated outside of the San Francisco Bay Area. All known copies have been long disposed of. All computers that have ever run the game now detriments buried under the layers of filth and polyesterin. This fact is attributed to a number of rather abstruse design choices made by its programmer. Pale Luna was a text adventure in the vein of Zork and the Lurking Horror, at a time when said genre was swiftly going out of fashion. Upon booting the program, the player was presented with a screen almost completely blank, except for the text, you are in a dark room, moonlight shines through the window. There is a gold in the corner, along with a shovel and a rope. There is a door to the east. Command. So began the game that one writer for a long out-of-print fanzine described as enigmatic, nonsensical, and completely unplayable as the only commands that the game would accept were pick up gold, pick up shovel, pick up rope, open door, and go east. The player was soon presented with the following. Reap your reward. Pale Luna smiles at you. You are in a forest. There are paths to the north, west, and east. Command. 
What quickly infuriated the few who've played the game was the confusing and buggy nature of the second screen onward. Only one of the directional decisions would be the correct one. For example, on this occasion, a command to go in a direction other than north would lead to the system freezing, requiring the operator to hard reboot the entire computer. Further, any subsequent screens seem to merely repeat the above text, with the difference being only the directions available. Worse still, the standard text adventure commands appeared to be useless. The only accepted non-movement related prompts were use gold, which caused the game to display the message, not here. Use shovel, which brought up, not now. And use rope, which prompted the text, you've already used this. Most who played the game progressed a couple of screens into it before becoming fed up by having to constantly reboot and tossing the disc in disgust, writing off the experience as a shoddily programmed farce. However, there is one thing about the world of computers that remains true, no matter the era. Some people who use them have way too much time on their hands. A young man by the name of Michael Nevins decided to see if there was more to Pale Luna than what met the eye. Five hours and 33 screens worth of trial and error and unplugged computer cords later, he finally managed to make the game display different text. The text in this new area read, Pale Luna smiles wide. There are no paths. Pale Luna smiles wide. The ground is soft. Pale Luna smiles wide. Here. Command. It was another hour still before Nevins stumbled upon the proper combination of phrases to make the game progress any further. Dig hole, drop gold, fill hole. This caused the screen to display, congratulations, 40.24248, negative 121.4434. Upon which the game ceased to accept commands, requiring the user to reboot one last time. After some deliberation, Nevins came to the conclusion that the numbers referred to lines of latitude and longitude. The coordinates led to a point in the sprawling forest that dominated the nearby Lassen Volcanic Park. As he, as he possessed much more free time than sense, kind of sounds like you, Nevins vowed to see Pale Luna through to its ending. The next day, armed with a map, a compass, and a shovel. He navigated the park's trails, noting with amusement how each turn he made corresponded roughly to those that he took in-game. Though he initially regretted bringing the cumbersome digging tool on a mere hunch, the path's similarity all but confirmed his suspicions that the journey would end with him face-to-face -face with an eccentric's buried treasure. Out of breath after a tricky struggle to the coordinates, he was pleasantly surprised by a literal stumble upon a patch of uneven dirt. Shoveling as excitedly as he was, it would be an understatement to say that he was taken back when his heavy strokes unearthed the badly decomposing head of a blonde-haired little girl. Huh? Nevins promptly reported the situation to the authorities. The girl was identified as Karen Paulson, age 11, reported as missing to the San Diego Police Department a year and a half prior. Efforts were made to track down the programmer of Pale Luna, but the nearly anonymous legal gray area in which the software swapping community operated inescapably led to many dead ends. Collectors have been known to offer upwards of six figures for an authentic copy of the game. The rest of Karen's body was never found. I'm scared, Ryan. Is this true? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Of course, of course it isn't. Absolutely not. <laughs> the, the piece of gold was a golden hair curl. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. This, um, 
Damn you, creepypasta. I believe it, too. <laughs> I, uh, I want to start doing this. Um, I, I want to start diving more. Obviously, I like I like the, the, the theme of, of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I, I really kind of want to start diving more into the creepypasta realm because I love it, dude. Like... Hey, you had me, I believe. I, uh... I, I, I still believe. I think you're saying it's not real. It's just trying to throw her off the case. Well... I don't know if it's real or not. I'll say that much. Do I think it's real? Absolutely not. But there's no way to know. There's no way to know. Maybe this, maybe Pale Luna was a game. Maybe, just maybe. As I always say at the end, usually. Um, who knows? I, I, I don't believe it, though. I, I think that this is a, a very well-designed creepypasta story. But I think this is something that we're going to start doing more often. Because I think, uh, I'm obviously going to give credit to wherever I find the creepypasta. But, uh... I, I think that reading these is, is a lot of fun. And obviously, you you know, you and I are both fans of Creepypasta. We always have. Yes, that. we are. So I, I think that the, um, I'll still do my own stuff in Are You Afraid of the Dark? But uh, I, I definitely uh, I definitely think that uh, I'll start doing some Creepypastas as well. So it's funny. A lot of people um, commenting on the story actually made the reference that you did about the blonde hair being the gold. So pretty cool. Who knows? Oh, I love it. I love it. That, that, that was good. Is it you real? Who knows? I doubt it. But I do think that's going to bring us to the close of this episode of Max Level, unless you have anything else you wanted to discuss. Command? I think... Uh, Dick Hall. <laughs> 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 I think we said it all. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this week, then. We, uh, we want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to Max Level. And we also want to thank Dance with the Dead for the music once again. If you're interested in supporting us here at Level Down Games so we can continue to do what we love and bring quality content to you on a daily basis, remember that we have affiliate links in the descriptions for all of our podcasts on iTunes and Google Play, as well as the description box on all of our YouTube videos. We've got Amazon, Technisport Gaming Chairs, Origin PC, and Razer. Supporting us through any or all of those affiliate links means the absolute world to us. If you enjoyed what we had to say or are watching us on YouTube, like, share, and leave a comment down below. If you're listening on either iTunes or Google Play, Remember to leave us a rating and a review if you haven't done so already. If you didn't like what we had to say, let us know that too. We always take the negative feedback alongside the positive. To stay up to date on all things Level Down Games, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow the main account over on Twitter at OriginalLDG. I'm at Brian underscore LDG. Frank is at the Frankosaurus. We're both on Instagram. I'm at Brian.LDG and Frank is at the Frankosaurus once again. We can be found on Facebook for general posts and information. And finally, over at Twitch.tv slash Level Down Games for all of our live streams, which will be a regular thing very, very, very soon. Feel free to say hello when you drop on by. Doing all these things will ensure that you never miss an episode of Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. Game Oracles, a video game trailer show every Tuesday, for now. BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday. The Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling, a podcast dedicated to professional wrestling every Thursday. The Top 10 Series, whenever it posts. And revisiting the classics, our weekly trip back to the past to play some retro games every Saturday. Plus, you'll have access to all of our video reviews, unboxings, let's plays, reaction videos, and so much more. Of course, all this is also found on our main home of the internet, and hopefully yours as well, leveldowngames.com. Until next week, keep gaining experience until you reach max level.